everyone. Welcome to Rewind the Love, a podcast about the best era in reality television, recapping shows like Flavor of Love, Rock of Love, and all the great celeb reality shows that you love. I'm Mike. And I'm Sonia. And it seems like Mercury Retrograde is out to get me personally. Uh, <laughs> we've been trying to set up this podcast for literally an hour. And well, it does matter. We're all here now. And let's just keep it fucking moving. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Running on no sleep. But uh, yeah, I guess... I don't know, Mike, what's going on with us? Last of Us 2 came out. I'm very excited about that. Yes. Mike's got a new game to troll me with as well. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Watching the same shit, doing the same shit, a little bit further into season three of Beverly Hills. So that's exciting. Yes. Yes, I feel like are. it also is kind of preparing you a little bit for like what we witnessed today in this episode. Just the, the women bickering. Ones? Yes. I think it's just like women bickering about silly shit. Like, you don't have too much exposure to that, so this is nice. Got you primed and ready for this bullshit today. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah, it really it doesn't really hit my what my demographic isn't exactly what they're going for. I guess exactly. Oh, uh, so I don't know. I'm, uh, let's just get into this because I feel like I'm just losing my mind, and I'm just so excited mm -hmm. for what we have going on today. Rate, review, subscribe. Tell friends who don't suck. Five stars. And it's a great free way to help support us. If you've got a couple extra coins, feel free to sign up to Patreon. Patreon.com slash rewind the love pod. We are about to do an episode on Brett's movie. I've been teasing it for a while, but it's actually going to happen now. And what is it called again? Um, Letters from Death Row. That's what I knew. Yeah. Something. The Charlie Sheen co-production. Let's see what else. You can watch along with us on Hulu, Tubi, or Amazon Prime if you... Well, we don't see any nipple this week, but hypothetically, if you wanted to see nipple in other episodes, this is where you'd go. And I think that's it, right? That's all of our intro stuff. I'm fucking losing my mind. This is is so there bad. any VH1CU news? Well, well, first, before we get into that, I think we have something much more exciting than that to talk about. Wonderful. We've got two fantastic guests on this week. This is long overdue. I am so excited to have them here. From the I Totally Paused podcast, we have Jess and Siobhan. Hi. Hi. Hello. Welcome. I am so excited that y'all are here. I cannot stress this enough. We've been waiting for this for a very long time. We're very the excited. The episode that you did on our podcast is arguably our very best episode. So I, on. I swear to God, I was going to say that I had, and I'm not just saying this because y'all are here. I had probably the most fun I've ever had doing a podcast. <laughs> we, we talked for we, so long. It had to be two we, parts. <laughs> yeah, that's what it was the first two-parter, I think, we had to do. The only two-parter we've ever done. I, I had to make a rule that says if it's three hours, we need to do two episodes, Split Jessica. It. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a thousand percent worth it. Like we, and then there was so much like we'd go off into side conversations that would all have to get mm -hmm. cut out, just like all sorts of tea spilling. It was like hours of so fun. fun. Yeah. yeah. And talking about something that is weirdly very on theme for the episode, I did not pick this on purpose. Like you, well, you all suggested it, and it just worked out so perfectly. I guessed it on. I totally paused, and I talked about Mean Girls. And apparently I have a lot to say about it, but <laughs> I feel like it just worked out so perfectly that we're again talking about catty mean girl behavior. Oh my God. I didn't make that connection. That's so true. I think it worked perfectly and even weirder. So get this. And I wanted to save this little nugget until we were on the air so we could all react to it live. I was looking I was up birthdays for, because me, I'm nuts with like astrology stuff. If you listen to this show, you would know that. I was looking to make sure kind of like what signs everybody was and like how old they were. And Jess's birthday is October 3rd. 
Oh my god, Mean Girls Day! And the day our episode, I think I was going to say that was the day our episode premiered, right? Like the, my episode of your show, so. right? Yes. Yes, yeah. that's correct. Yep. Yeah, just day. That's great. Meant to be. Meant to be. Oh my uh, so many connections. I know. Uh, so, so, tell us tell a little us bit a about bit your about background with the show, with Rock of Love in general. Because I know you guys have a fun story about it, right? Of the show. We were roommates when the show was airing for the first time. We used to watch it together. All of them. Yeah, this was our jam. And so we lived together and we would watch this all the time. And I guess like in 2007, we dressed as groupies for Halloween. I love it. Yeah, we were Rock of Love girls, but we were from the 80s. We made our shirts like concert shirts. But like, you know how like super fans would write down like all the concerts they go to? I think we did that. Uh, Yeah, we we had a real tours yeah a friend of mine who is like a graphic designer made us like backstage passes that we like laminated and we wore they were like the nothing but a good time tour like we used like eyeliner or whatever and we did like a fake brett michaels autograph like on our cleavage <laughs> now i, I that. wish we had cool. one of us had, yeah now i wish one of us had put our hair up and like tattooed brett on the back of our neck but i guess we're not there yet no that hasn't happened yet <laughs> i started yeah. i kept watching because once i start watching rock of love i can't stop so no. i kept going <laughs> so i was gonna say how much did you get to catch up on prior to coming on with us today did you get to see like did any of it come all flooding back to you yes. ever? 100%. But I've rewatched it a couple times since it first aired. So, and recently, sometimes on, I think, Valentine's Day weekend, they'll do a whole yes. marathon of all the uh, love shows. And so I remember recently watching the Rock of Love ones. Because I feel like I put, put this show so far in the back burner that like some of this stuff comes back, but like most of it is a surprise. I'm just, I'm so excited to dive evergreen, in. Truly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> evergreen, but also aging horribly simultaneously. Yeah. I don't know what that means. The this fashions are amazing. I'm watching it um, since I have had children. And specifically, as you know, I have a daughter. And my very first note in my notes is, imagine having a daughter who goes on a show like this. Because, I, I, oh. I mean, also there's like a level, I think, of like The Bachelor that's sort of one thing. Because even like for the love of Ray J, at least everybody is age appropriate. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's a good point. Because I say a lot about this show is like, when we were all watching this, like adulthood is kind of a nebulous concept where it's like everybody who's older than us is just an adult. Yeah. Whereas like now knowing that Jess and Mia, I think are 23 and Brett is 44. I couldn't be me. (laughs) And how how old was um, Flava Flav when he first started doing the series? Flav was I think, 46. 46. Oh, okay. That's actually younger I, than I thought he was. That's, I mean, yes, he aged <laughs> like milk. He is a bridge troll. But <laughs> actually, what's funny is I've, I've brought this up before, but uh, I think their birthdays are a day apart, Brett and Flav. What are the chances of that? I mean, not, I think like a couple years apart, but like, what are More the odds? connections? What does that tell More- us? Like, are they astrologically? They are Pisces. Which I was going to say Pisces. So that's, it explains a lot in terms of why they're feelings, but also not really feelings, like kind of just moody, self-centered kind of people. Not all, hashtag not all Pisces, but like (laughs) certainly these ones. 
I feel like that tracks for both of those men, though. So yeah, it's just <laughs> once you once learning that, it explained a lot. Actually, I've got some more weird astrology stuff going on for I this love one. it. But I swear to God, I'm not one of those astronauts. I'm just learning and excited. I have one quick VH1CU note, and it's more like an apology on my part because I low key, high key, ripped Mia to shreds last week because in my segment of VH1CU celebs who did nothing to acknowledge the like current civil rights movement. And she had put up like a black square and said nothing. And then I kind of like made a sassy comment and then didn't go back to her Instagram to realize a couple days later she went to a protest and then wrote hashtag Black Lives Matter. So I, Mia, not that you're listening, but if you are, I am sorry for questioning uh, your commitment to the movement. Anywho, what did y'all think of this episode? I thought it was a good episode because I feel like this is where everybody's turning around and really decides, like, we got to get rid of Lacey unless she's really, like, psycho. So I kind of thought this was a good episode to show pretty much all the girls, like, fighting back and trying to... Yeah, yeah it's like all the girls were, like, peak, like, themselves. Like, they were very much... <laughs> like in this episode i feel like that's a good assessment yes yeah, everybody is one, exactly yeah. who they are portraying themselves to be for yeah. it, it also reasons. is where they seem to now finally realize wow we're towards the end of this so they take it almost a little more seriously than they right. were before like at first it's kind of you see it on all the shows they all kind of start like oh this is fun let's party da 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 now all of a sudden it's like oh shit like we have six of us left like this is where yeah they like about my, to pick yeah. up they've the already left so now they're down to like the core people so it's like mm -hmm. ooh, if i make a wrong move i could be the next one that's gonna get kicked yeah. off yes. and i've been having such a hard time maybe this is just like my naivete but with flavor of love i feel like it was very easy to tell for a variety of reasons that none of them were really there for Flav, and they like it would just be kind of fun to observe the ways that they would let it slip unintentionally mm -hmm. this mm -hmm. it's like i can't really read who's actually into him and who's not but, like, I can for certain people, but, like... Like, I think Sam is into him. Yeah, I think mm -hmm. so, too. Yeah. But I think Sam is into, like, especially because of who she is at this time, based on, like, what else she said was going on in her life, it kind of seemed also like she would have been into anybody who showed that much interest in her. That mm -hmm. could also be true, yeah. And I think, and I think Brandy, I don't think... I think Brandy was just into, like, him as, like, you know, the celebrity and stuff like that. I don't think That's she correct. was... Uh, I was going to say, I didn't get super gold diggery vibes, but apparently everybody else is, and I'm just missing it. Yeah, Brandy, I feel like, is an underrated icon in Rock of Love. I like was watching this, and it was a really good Brandy episode. <laughs> it was. I like, because she shows, like, a really fun side of her. That's, like, one of Mike's girls. So yeah. I'm not afraid to, like, <laughs> embarrass herself. I like yeah. that, too. That comes very charming, yeah. you know. Yes. No, I I love that she goes I, yeah. full. Uh, what's it, Joe? What was that, Lady Gaga? Joe um, Calderon. Oh, yes. she goes full Joe Calderon this episode, and I'm here for it. Yeah, she becomes drag queen king. Mm -hmm. I feel like Lady like just wants to like win. I feel like she just wants to beat the yeah. other women. It yeah. wouldn't matter like who it was. Yes, she's she was definitely playing the game. You could tell that like. She obviously was like talking with producers. Like the producers probably were like obsessed with her. She was like a That's, dream. You no, know, she did she, everything they asked her. It's funny because we like to talk every week about like who is the New York of this season. And really, it's kind of an amalgam of people. She is the like, I guess, like Lacey, I guess a little bit of 
Brandy M, maybe a little bit of Heather, all of them come together like Power Rangers to form something <laughs> of like Tiffany Pollard, right? So Lacey's is kind of that she's like not here to make friends and she's up to some shit, but like she's a little baby. And Heather's like the classic reality show line. Like, I'm not here to be friends with you guys. Right, exactly. That's true. I love that. Like, this isn't uh, RuPaul's best friend race. You know, this Mm -hmm. isn't America's next top best friend. Heather, I like to say, is a little bit New Yorkish. She, to me, is like, just in terms of like the attitude, like, I'm in charge here. Like, what I say goes, whatever. But she also Mm -hmm. is like terrible at like, both of them are terrible, like reading people down. You know, like when they get called out on their shit, they back down almost immediately. Mm. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then I, I think the only one who's good at like clapbacks is Brandy. Yeah. She's I like ready Brandy... to pull out the receipts. And actually, Sam, I actually yeah. was impressed with how Sam handled herself in this one, too. Yeah. I really Sam in this episode. I've really been like yeah. shitting on her the last couple episodes because she's a little bit like not like other girls. I did a little bit of back. like research on her today and like finding out that she was like going for her mfa while all of this is happening i was like as an english major i i see this i i get it (laughs) like i i recognize what's happening here a little bit more but yeah i i enjoyed her more this episode that she had like a little bit more balls this week and was a little bit less like me 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 yeah i think her hatred for lacy really overtook any anxiety (laughs) yeah that was like she got to focus all of right she got to focus all of her like negative feelings to a person that's not herself for a change so that was so sonia so you're (laughs) saying that new york is the megazord of the h1 (laughs) yes yes i am actually and i stand by that i agree with that statement yeah i guess on that note that's probably a good time to finally talk about this episode so i was trying to come up with like a a vh1 pun for like it's morphin time and i just couldn't come up with one so i think that's a good idea yes We'll go into this. Rock Rock of Love Season 1, Episode 7, titled Show Me Your Hits. And we open, which almost seems like a common theme in all of these, with the girls waking up, getting ready. But we get a Brett talking head right here in the beginning. Well, wait, first, can we talk about the fact that, like, because after last week where Big John just stormed in the room and, like, they all had to pretend like they were just waking up. This one, they looked like they caught Heather off guard. Like, Mm -hmm. they looked like they shined a light in her face. I actually listened to a little bit of the Talk of Love episode with Sam on it. And they said that, like, they'd be up till four in the morning, just, like, partying or doing whatever. And they'd have them up by six o'clock. Oh, I like, believe Shining that. lights oh, in their face, like, ready to go. Like, let's let's record. And I'm like, that sounds like my nightmare. No wonder they're all miserable and terrible Imagine to each other. signing up. For, I mean, there are a million things across every episode of every one of these shows that makes me say this. But, like, when you say that all over again, I'm like, why would you sign up for that? Yeah. On television. Yeah. And the no sleep thing is also a thing to mess with your head too. Cause like, you know, yep. you can go crazy with no sleep. I mean, even though that was kind of their choice to stay up till four, but you also don't want to, if the cameras are out and stuff, you don't want to miss anything. But I mean, also if you right. like you know, think about it, like, like all the alcohol and all the whatever. I think like also you run the risk of, you know, not getting the time with Brett, not getting the camera time, as you said. Plus, it's like I, maybe it's because I've watched so much Bad Girls Club, but like you're also I feel like setting yourself up. You don't want to be the first girl that falls asleep at the sleepover. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like you got to be the last not, one. Not with these right. Girls. No, I for not my own safety, safety for sure. Absolutely not. <laughs> no. It's going to be a lot worse than just, like, a marker to the face. Right, exactly. I mean, she literally almost killed Jess. Like, I cannot stress that enough that that time, and that was, like, in the first 
two episodes, she drags Jess in the pool, like out of nowhere. Oh, yeah. And then who did she have when Rodeo grabbed her off? Oh, Dallas. 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 Yeah. Mm. Like they're fighting on the stairs. Yeah, no, Lacey is yeah, actually she's not dangerous. There. Mm-mm. So, yeah, Brett reminds us that he had to get rid of Magdalena the night before. But that just gets him closer to the sexy six. No, that gives you six, but whatever. And he's noticing that some of the girls are stepping their game up, but some of them are still going to need a little bit of help. Mia in particular. Now, I just want to point out that I started taking notes, right? And Mike walked by and he happened to see where I was paused. And he's like, I think I know who's going home this week. And I was like, did I tell you or did I tell you that the most we were going to see of Mia was going to be the week she goes home? Spoiler alert. But (laughs) like the most we're going to see of Mia all this uh, at all this season. Plus, like, given that that they need to create this arc for why we're sending her home. Even then, we still barely see her. The episode still revolves around basically everyone else in the house. I wrote in my notes that I said, Brett wants me to step it up, a.k.a. act sluttier. Not even that. He just wants like more women like going gaga over him. Like yeah. being like obsessed <laughs> with him. It makes me angry when like Flav or Brett or whoever it is will be like, I need you to like open up to me and show me who you are. Like, Brett, no, you don't. That's not what you want. And if you did, we wouldn't be in a house with five other women yeah. like with cameras or like what does he want i don't know i don't know it's just annoying. I, I don't know i know that's like the I, point of the show brett is fake and like pretending to look for love but it's just like in, every time he says it to one of them like my heart breaks for them because i feel like some of these girls like i don't know are like trying their best they think like they have like, a chance i think yeah. i could see in my early 20s being like fuck it i've got nothing else to do like and this is really believes like if she had won, sh- they'd be in a like a relationship and like yeah, I don't think any ever go in relationships. Yeah, no, I don't. Well, which is even sadder because she's technically the oldest, so she should know better. She's a solid thirty-two, so mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> like I would think that I would know better, but you know who the fuck am I? The caption of the week comes pretty early. It's uh, playful wooden xylophone music. <laughs> <laughs> Which is like, that is what we're hearing for sure. So Brett tells us that over the next couple days, he's got some serious work to do in the studio, but he's got something really special planned for the ladies while he's gone. Brandy's telling some of the ladies simultaneously while all of this is happening as they're getting ready to start their day about a dream she had the night before where Brett rejected Lacey, but she kept stalking him. And Jess is like, that's not a dream. That's for real. (laughs) I don't know why Lacey gets under her skin so bad. I would just... If I was Jess, and I'm, like, getting to this a little bit earlier than I had planned, but if I was Jess, I'd be like, aren't you a little too old to be doing all of this? I think it's because Jess truly cares for Brett and is, like, taking this seriously and is like, he can't pick Lacey. Like, I think she's, like, truly concerned <laughs> for his soul and his heart. Oh. <laughs> No, I she thinks so. I never felt like Jess. I always wonder, no. like, what Jess saw in Brett. I didn't feel like she was that like invested in him so i think that it's worth noting that allegedly none of them knew or at least most of them or some of them didn't know who they were signing up to date until they agreed to do the show oh allegedly this is all according to former castmates and for various reasons i'm not saying that i don't believe them it's just like there's also plausible deniability but they also lacy claims that brett 
said fairly early on and established to them, like, no, I'm still interested in the mother of my daughters. Like, I still want to be with her. So they kind of were like, well, fuck it. Um, but I don't think that Jess, like, I think that Jess is, as much as he accuses her of having walls up, like, I think she just, like, isn't super comfortable, or at least wasn't at this point, dating. And of Jess, I remember at the time after this season air, Jess did an interview, and I think she was actually like asked to be on the show. Like, I think she was bartending somewhere and oh, like a producer. Familiar, she's got like the perfect look for it. She's yes. like the prettiest. Yes. Oh, she's stunning. Yeah. Like, I really yeah. actually, like I've been saying she looks like an Idina Menzel character. Like, if I did, if you put a pink spiky wig on Idina Menzel, yeah. she's got a little bit of that look. Yeah, I could see that. I think she also is one of those people that probably doesn't have a lot of drama in her circles and just right. kind of did this as something to do. And now being around yeah. a place where people go out of their way to start a problem, it's like such a foreign concept that I think yeah. that's what I you can say about stand for it. Like she seems like she does not suffer fools. Like I don't think, no. you know, anyone would say I felt like around she was another one I felt like wasn't looking at Lacey as like playing a game. Like I feel like now because reality show competition has been around for so long, people would kind of recognize that. But mm-hmm. Jess was another one that I think was like truly taking Lacey at like face value. Where yeah. as a viewer, you could see Lacey's obviously just like playing the game. She even admits right. at some point that she's trying to get under their skin, etc. I think Jess, like, not being used to that sort of behavior, like, really just threw her the fuck off because she doesn't have that in her circles. And just the idea that somebody would behave like that is just so foreign to her that she doesn't know how to respond. Because she doesn't – you're right. She doesn't seem like the kind of person that if somebody was starting a problem with her that she would back down from it. She's just, like, not used to people, like, creating drama where there doesn't need to be. And as a result, she's, like, losing it. Plus, I felt like – and not to spoil it a little, but, like, I feel like this is kind of how Hoops was as well. Very similar. Like, just – Just like it was, I mean, I've made a lot of comparisons between them, but just sort of that same thing where it's like, I don't, I'm not really sure why I'm here, but I'm here and I'm going to make it work. And I don't get why this woman is so mean to me. Like, I just can't comprehend why. Similar vibes, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Also, like, Mike's dream women. (laughs) (laughs) Not bad choices. No. I don't remember any really from seasons two or three. There's a couple I think you're going to be interested in. Jess is like stressing out over Lacey, like we said. You know, she really wants Lacey gone. We get the flashback of her being dragged into the pool by Lacey. And then, of course, Lacey does her eight millionth talking head about how she needs to, like, all the ladies have targets on their back and she's going to pick them off one by one, blah, blah, blah. Jess goes outside and sees a note from Brett. It says, What's going on, my sexy six? Sorry, I can't be there to love on you chicks. Better get ready because today anything goes. It's time to rock the camera and strike a pose. I forgot which one of them says it, but one of them goes, I think it's a modeling challenge. It's like, yes. Very observant. (laughs) Thank you. Very smart. Great job. Sam is hyped. She already knows she's going to win because she does a lot of modeling for her photographer friend. She's very much like one of those suicide girl type of looks. So that tracks. Instagram. So I guess that's That's impressive. (laughs) This is like MySpace modeling. Remember, like this uh, is. <laughs> but yes, that I is remember this. Goodbye, I got girls. You totally got that right. So they cut pretty much almost immediately to the studio. We see there are racks of clothes, uh, like a vintage car, and props, as Mia calls them. <laughs> With her, she's got like the most intention. They must have done some heavy casting in Chicago because a lot of these ladies are Chicago as hell. But I think Mia out Chicago's all of them, one hundred percent. And also the other props that they cut to to show are like a police like a costume police hat and a go-go cage 
Of course. I'm shocked that one of them didn't take the go-go cage, actually. Yeah. I don't know what the hell was going on. Like, they had props for any kind of scenario. They went to the Halloween store. It was like, yeah. be a sexy cop. <laughs> well, think about it. The, the car's broken down or whatever. You could have, like, a sexy cop, you know, frisking the other one or... That's what they should have done. I was exactly. going to say you're already coming up with better ideas than anything. That's right. Brandy could have Brandy could have been a sexy cop pulling over Heather, and everything could have been different. But There's Mia has no idea what's going on. Okay, well, I vote you creative director. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because well, I've got some expansion on that that actually weirdly tracks. I'm surprised for us as a couple. no one used Mia's name though as kind of a thing to be like, oh, Mia as a creative director was missing in action. To do, you know what I mean? Like, oh, girls are not that smart. They're not that. Yeah, you're giving right. You're giving them a lot of credit. Yeah. Maybe if so, Lacey was on the same team as Mia, she would have said that. That's her. Yes. Like, I'm surprised. Like, you know what? Like, because I, like I said, Brandy's got like the clapbacks. I'm a little surprised Brandy didn't come up with some of that in there. But the photographer we meet immediately, like from the second we meet him, looks like he's regretting his decision to be here. <laughs> He only introduces himself as a friend of Brett's, but the Chiron tells us that his name is Evo Lopez. I Googled this man. I can't find anything about him. My theory is because he doesn't say his name and we only see it in post-production stuff is that that's not really his name. And he's <gasps> like, I don't want to be associated with this show. But Maybe it's like it's an anagram like, or something. I about all the people who come on this show that are like, oh, I'm a friend of Brett's. I'm a friend of Flaves. I'm like, but are you an actor? Like, I don't so- at least this is the second person this season, I think, that, like, we can't find them. Like, online, mm-hmm. there is no presence for them at all. Like, Flavor Flav's people, in general, they were, you could find them somewhere. This is the first one where, like, I'm, like, a pretty good Googler. Like, of the ladies who kept really pretty low-profile social media presences, I was able to find them. But, like, I can't find two of these friends of Brett's who were, like, if this guy's, yeah. like, a celebrity photographer and he doesn't have, like, a Google presence, you know, I kind of it's a fake name. Make, that makes sense because not to jump ahead when he gives his critiques. I thought it was weird that he, like, wrote them down, <laughs> like, gave them a letter. And I was like, oh, okay. I was like, that's yeah. kind of weird. But we'll get that, that was later. very weird. He tells them that he's going, that they'll be shooting a mock album cover for Brett's album that he is shilling this entire season so hard. It is, this is really like with every passing episode, more and more just a promotional effort, which obviously it's they're all trying the to prom- He did the show, I guess. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the thing. Cause like Definitely. even like Flav comes out with an album, I think season one, but it just kind of seems also like if they presented him with an opportunity to be on TV be like a ham and have a bunch of women vying for his attention whereas brett's like all of that is cool but also my album Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) lacy says that as the musician in the house if there's one thing she knows it's album covers okay sure like whatever (laughs) whatever you need to tell yourself they're split into two teams team a is jess lacy and sam and team b is brandy heather and mia Mia does a talking head about feeling frustrated because she can't get a date with him. She hasn't been on any solo dates, any group dates, no nothing. She's just been fading into the background. I don't understand how she's made it this far. He tells them that one person's going to be elected creative director while the other two are going to be the models. The incentive to be creative director is that they ultimately get a solo date with Brett while the other two get the tandem date. Evo tells them that he wants them to show what best represents him and how to take his brand to the next level. I 
all these what? girls are like now marketing majors. I mean, <laughs> and the thing is, if you were to give a 23 to 30 year old that job currently, they would crush it. Like imagine a Gen Z kid like yeah. be with this kind of challenge today, they would kill it. But this they is would. like, this is my space. This is barely anybody's on Facebook. You know what I mean? Right. Like nobody's thinking yeah, about where have, any of this is going. Is this before Facebook was like public? Remember when you used to have like, a, you had to have like a college email address to have Facebook? So yes. I joined Facebook <laughs> in November of 2006. I was a senior in high school. I don't think you needed, because I wouldn't have applied to college then. So I, I don't think, think you needed a college email. But I remember when I went to college, of the seven girls I shared a suite with, I think two or three of them didn't even have Facebooks because it wasn't yeah. like that popular of a thing. We used to have to request our school, and you I remember it was had Christmas. to have Facebook. Yeah, yeah. Because mm-hmm. and I remember Christmas break. All of a sudden, I was getting like emails. <laughs> Not Christmas, yeah. but like, like we got it. Sign up for Facebook when we found out that our school was added to Facebook. Yeah. Dude, that was, I, yeah, when I went for my orientation, like after it was accepted and you're just going to visit quick, they had us like go in the computer lab and we all created ours right there. Oh, that's oh, awesome. wow. That's interesting. So this is they break off uh, because they have one hour to prep and one hour to shoot and they break up into team into their respective teams and they start kind of planning ideas. So for team A, Jess is going to be the creative director while Lacey and Sam model. And for team B, Mia decides she wants to be creative director because she hasn't had the one-on-one date yet and she would really like one because she realizes her time is limited. It's her make it or break it episode. Yes. Heather says that she's been modeling for 20 years and she and Brandy are going to be the models for this. I realize her logic for this is super flawed because I think that she's thinking of this strictly as like, I want Brett to see me as desirable. Whereas what she should have been thinking is, I know I'm going to have better ideas than both of them, and I want the solo date. I should be creative director because right. I get to tell them what to do, and okay. because my ideas are... Is that true? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, you never know with her. Yeah, but you're totally right. <laughs> she totally picked her thing wrong. All she was concerned about mm-hmm. was like looking sexy and hot and wanting to be on the cover. But yeah, her every day. So and even if they would have won... Even if she would have won, she would have complained about the fact, like, even if she wasn't as, like, didn't end up taking over in the way that she did, I guarantee she still would have found a way to complain about having to go on a group date when you had the option to potentially get a solo date in something that at least you think that you're strong in. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. They would have done the same thing to me as they did Jess, where they would have been like, no, we should have had it, which might have been kind of true. But <laughs> that was I think it's always listen to Mia. Well, I think it's worth noting, too, that. Jess and Mia, the two that are elected creative director, are the youngest ones in the house. So I think it's like they probably didn't have a ton of confidence or in a ton of experience professionally, at least, like voicing, like standing up for themselves and being like, no, we're going with my idea. This is what we have to do. Because, I mean, obviously, it's all strong personalities and they're both pretty, you know, chill people. But I don't think it helps that they probably didn't have enough career background and confidence to say like hey Mm -hmm. this is what i think we should be doing mia says like starts off the bat with like okay so i think the thing we're gonna go with is like innocence we're gonna go for an innocent look and heather's like no No. we're we're going sexy we're that's no and heather pretty much throwing her body over the hood of the car (laughs) 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 and i love like yeah some of that is editing where it's like clearly it's like and heather's just volunteering ideas but it's like i feel like they probably cut down from the actual interaction like she dramatically was sexy <laughs> yeah 
we cut over to team A and Lacey's really taking creative lead here, really pushing for this Dom sub theme. I mean, I'm not here to kink shame ever, but like, well, it's, Lacey's it's the super brand for Lacey. It looked, it, and honestly, it worked. Like, it aesthetically, it just well, kind of fell yeah. into place. Well, like I said, it's her red hair being obviously, I know, I know they go like, we don't want to go angel devil, but it's literally what it was. All they had to do is add like wings and horns and it would have been perfect. That's the only thing, right? <laughs> but it's like, she, you look, Sam's got like that platinum blonde hair. Then you got her with the red hair. It's like, you don't get yeah. much better than that. It's a little on the nose. Yeah. Jess hates this idea, but Sam seems to be fairly into it, and it kind of evolves into a good versus evil theme. I wouldn't think that Brett would need anything too deep. Like, you know. No. no. <laughs> need a lot of I've symbols got, for Brett. I was going to say, I've got thoughts on this, but we'll put a pin in that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so we cut back to Team B, and just, I feel like very emblematic of the way all of this goes is, like, Heather is just focused on herself in the mirror like with her crazy makeup as Mia is just like teasing her hair up like 80s rock style, just at her beck and call, just teasing her hair. Mia's like, Heather was supposed to be a sexy woman, but I think that she looks a little bit more drag queenish. And as they say this, they're playing like a knockoff, like stock music version of RuPaul's supermodel in the background. <laughs> really? Like, that's how it sounded to me. Oh, it was like, God. oh, you, they literally went out of their way to be like, what's, what's a drag queen sounding song? Oh, right. This <laughs> stock music. Love and there song. are sexy drag queens out there. Valentina, I mean, Naomi Smalls. There's a lot of hot ones out there. Yeah, this was a different time. <laughs> this was for a variety of reasons. All and of Heather's this. just slapping the dark eyeliner on, too. She, <laughs> oh, God. She's painting. She's truly painting her eyes. <laughs> and I know that the 2000s was not really a time where people were blending their makeup probably the way they should have been. And, you know, it, it was a different time style-wise. But I think even by 2000 standards her look was aggressive like well i also had a thing it was like heather's been a stripper for like 20 years so she could probably get into yeah. a stripper look in like 10 minutes oh yeah, yeah. She's in time, she woke up right before a shift and was like oh my god i gotta get ready yeah. i feel like Heather's look is kind of aggressive like the reason i googled to see how old she was i was honestly i was a little surprised that she was only 32 like i realized that's old to be on this show but she yeah. like she looks like she's maybe had a rough time getting she's been through it Mm. I, yeah. yeah yeah she also i feel like is just she also conveys a very strong presence in a way that i guess makes her come across as older mm, yes, and i think yeah. she also probably like i think some of this is like she styles herself older like she was probably That's a kid true. of the like a child in the 80s and, like, that is what a teenager looked like and her style never really evolved from yeah, there exactly yes yeah, 100%. she's like well i don't know the woman's name but from the song 1985 yes She's, yeah, like, she's yeah, yeah. like who would eventually evolve into being Stacy's mom if given the opportunity. Yes. What is that? Some that's the same that's band, isn't it? Someone no, did. that's not Fountains of Wayne. It's uh. She never what the hell is their name? I just went through this because my buddy sent me the song about Bowling a, for like, Soup. Bowling for Soup. Yeah. No, Stacy's mom is Fountains of Wayne, though, isn't it? Oh, is that's that what we're talking right. about? Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I thought 1985 was that. My friend sent me the video. Debbie just hit the wall. Does that sound? There right? we go. Yes. No, there you go. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Yep. Oh, God. Heather's a Debbie. Heather just hit the wall. There you go. <laughs> that actually flows better. than <laughs> Eyeliner every day. <laughs> so following up the drag queenish comment, Brandy immediately, for some reason, volunteers to dress up like a man. It, it, it makes no Brandy. sense. I think that 
Brandy just wanted to have fun. I think she just figured she had a lot of props at her disposal and she was like, fuck it, I'm just going to be fun. I think she also kind of thought that Brett had a better sense of humor than he does. Yes. I think she thought it was going to be funny. Like, there's, yeah, like she definitely was having a good time with it and wasn't taking herself seriously. I think she thought it was going to come across really fun. I think that Brett takes himself more seriously than any of them realize. Like, I don't think any of them realize that. And that's what I was going to say before, Siobhan, that I was like, he like thinks that he's making real art here yes. and yeah he's, I mean, he's a musician like that's what you got to look at. like his life is music and although he you know they know he's not going to use this as an actual album cover i looked at it as you're saying like he's taking it serious but like technically music is his life so he looks at it as like <sighs> if they're going to take anything serious they need to realize like outside of his kids music is everything did you guys happen to watch this past season of the mass singer uh, a little bit oh that i know he was on it yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was on it, and that was I was like surprised. I because Brett seems to like take himself so seriously. I was like surprised that he did it, and it just kind of I guess like anything for attention for Brett yes. Michaels. A thousand, I think you hit the nail on the head it. right there. Does he have another album potentially coming out? Or is he? Is he's, he's, got still, a wasn't he he's got a book. With, and uh, there you go. And he's going to be touring with. Uh, Motley he's Crew. back with Poison. Oh, he's with Crew with well, the no, Brett well, Michaels band, or no, with Poison and Motley <sighs> Crew and somebody else are going on tour together. Who? I want to go now. I'm sorry. Well, I will, <laughs> we we would. seen crew live and it was awesome. I'd be down, but like we're in a pandemic. So. No, I know. Obviously, <laughs> and I don't yeah. feel like uh, their fans are necessarily a mask wearing crowd. Yeah, maybe. Could, it, I feel like Brett, it could go either way. Didn't Brett win The Apprentice one year? Yes, he Probably did. The Apprentice. Yes, I don't know yeah. that celebrity. Yep, but... I never watched The Apprentice. I honestly enjoyed the Celebrity Apprentice. My family's so we hated Donald Trump before it was cool. Yes, (laughs) yes, yes. Yes. We're all from New Jersey. We all know how much we all. Yeah, we know. Yes, we're all we're all Jersey folk. But I feel like I I never enjoyed it for him. I enjoyed it for how the celebrities interacted with each other. The same way that I liked surreal life and just seeing people do these kinds of challenges. I I don't think I have seen a moment of The Apprentice. Or the Celebrity Apprentice. But I love honestly, the one with Arnold, but that's because Arnold Schwarzenegger is the. But main. he wasn't honestly that Arnold good. Like I mean, I think- was Celebrity Apprentice. Maybe I should have watched it. He hosted. Oh, I- what was it? The year after Trump won the election? No, yeah. I think it was. So remember when he announced that he was running for president and called oh. all Mexicans drug dealers and rapists? I'm yes. pretty sure that because of that, that was like the public-facing excuse for why he was dropped mm. from the show. Gotcha. But I think the truth was he was running for president and like he wasn't going to be able to do the show. Oh, I always thought that was that. the reason. Yeah, because he was I mean, probably. Ahead. I mean, it's probably a little bit of both. I mean, it's worth watching because there's like some great interactions for like there's a couple Bravo people on too. Latoya Jackson's on at one point. It's oh, just Jessica's not a Bravo person, Sonia. Oh, that's right. Oh, okay. I used to be friends with her anyway, but she's <laughs> That's all right. I told we her if Lori Lachlan gets on Beverly Hills, then she needs to start watching. Oh, yeah. my Wait, God. Wait, what? you imagine? That's a rumor. I, I just, that's a rumor. I just got Lori my... Lachlan? Yeah, that's a rumor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I said happens, if that happens. Wow. I got Mike into Beverly Hills this season. Yeah. Like, well, not well, that. We Andy's been in touch. Ooh, that would be a mess, wow. and I am here for it. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, I would love But that, that. makes me... Upset that Vanderpump's not there. <sighs> Me she too. Be talking but so much it, shit. No, she's getting a little problematic. Yeah. Right now. Yes. No, yeah. that's true. So maybe, maybe it is a little bit for the best. But by the way, we'll Siobhan, did you did you clock the uh, Vanderpump Rules 
locale later in the episode? Oh, did they show um, probably Villa Blanca at that Mm-mm. point? No, no, no. Oh, my God. I'm so excited that you didn't clock it. So we're, we're put a pin in that. So uh, <laughs> where did we leave off? Uh, <laughs> I was going to say, this is the Mean oh, Girls episode um, all over again, and I'm here Brandy for it. Brandy's turning into the man for the... Yes, Brandy, Brandy decides to be a man for no apparent reason. Her they, talking like, heads were funny, though. I, I, like, yeah, I, I got a that. penis, and it's like, oh my god, here we go. She went full Joe Calderon. Like, she just decided, I'm going to stay in character. She's the unsung funny. hero of the season. Oh, yeah. yeah. I like that Heather also said that she, Mia's like trying to tell her, like, give her ideas, and Heather's like, I'm just gonna ignore me and do my uh, own thing. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was gonna say, I, this is where my uh, astrology stuff comes in, and I had to laugh. So, Heather is a Taurus, and yeah. Lacey is a Gemini. Mike is a Taurus, and I am a Gemini. Hopefully, our podcasting relate our podcasting our relationship and our actual relationship fares better than theirs does. But as two very strong-willed people, I saw a lot of us in them in the way that like Tauruses will if you present an idea to a Taurus, they'll be like, no, you're wrong. This is right. And we show Whereas our titties Geminis all the time. Gemini's are like, you're <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Gemini's are more like, um, actually, my I'm going to snowball from your idea into my better idea. And yeah. I'm going to talk over you. Like my ideas are better, but I'm going to make you like I'm not going to tell you how wrong you are. Whereas Tauruses are like, here, you're stupid, and here's why. And I feel like that is very Wow. Us. I don't <laughs> think I say that at all. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, you're I, making I, my I know, point you're I'm making my very, point babe. i'm very stubborn but i don't think i'd be like no you are wrong no. you're stupid you're literally doing that right now oh i didn't just say you're stupid <laughs> uh i was gonna say very quickly too brandy in terms of brandy being fully committed to this she is committed to having a sock down her pants as well multiple socks it seemed like right she was like really interested in going energy, so i allow yeah. it that's true. She does have BDE for sure. Mia, poor Mia keeps fun. trying to make suggestions to Heather and Heather's like not here for it at all. Like Siobhan said, you know, like just I'm just going to do what I want. But Mia's suggestions aren't that bad. Like, I don't I think, think she suggested. I didn't write any of them down, but I don't remember thinking any of them were any worse than any of what Heather was suggesting. I would have thought it'd be interesting to make Heather look innocent. That's for sure. That would have been a that different. Certainly would have been. <laughs> that would have certainly been a a deviation of character. <laughs> when they have that little whiteboard or whatever it is they're writing down, they wrote down one of the suggestions bef- underneath "broken road," which is what they ultimately decide on, was "free ride." And I was like, that would be kind of like they could take sort of the same concept that they did and make it a little bit more fun, where it's just like a happier kind of like sexy, joking, funny pose that still could have been like at least conveyed good vibes. It could have been serious despite being silly, but kind of conveyed solid. Could have been like Brandy driving the car as the guy, and then like Heather's like you know sitting on the back of the car, like you know, like you know, there's right. options. <laughs> there were options. The sexy cop still would have been the best. True. I'm telling you, there's True. there's like, many different things that could have happened here. They could you're have telling done... on yourself right now, Mike. What? Well, <laughs> what, that I that I should be a creative director for album covers. Sure, but I'm that telling too. you, imagine Brandy, sexy cop, comes up kind of leans over a little to like pull heather over like she's giving her a ticket or whatever and then of course heather being heather is just topless covering her boobs and that's why she's pulled over 
So you could come up with a different title name, you know, so her free ride is like a ride back to the station or she's cuffing her because there is that one point where Brandy goes, "Ooh, look, cuffs at some point. I think it was her. Oh, yeah. That was later for the sexy pics. And she could have had her like bent. I mean, of course, Heather has to be topless and everything, but she could have been like bent over on the hood as she's cuffing her. And then you come up with a different clever name. I guess. Right? No, it's all sporadic right now ever since we brought up. I didn't know there was even a sexy cop outfit. Oh, you didn't see the cop stuff? No, that was like one of the first. It's just one of those like to my head. I was like, oh, instead of being like some random dude standing there and some other chick standing there, there's so many things they could have done, especially if they were going for like sexy and not innocent. Story with it. That's (laughs) either way. With all of this to say, there were potential. There's better potential than what we what the final result was. Oh, they could have named there could be so many good names too. Not innocent until proven guilty, but you could have played off something like that. That's honestly not that's terrible. <laughs> See, look at this. Hey, Brett Michaels, if you're listening to this, bro, DM me your next album. I gotcha. I will don't come take up any of what I said against you. Like, don't hold any of what I said about you, Brett, against my husband. Please hire him. Exactly. <laughs> I want your money. So they they leave it where Heather is like I I just this line like really cracked me up because Mia's still like I guess like working on her ideas so she's like figure out another one then ponder it then run it by me and we'll work it out and, and she just like walks off like she's Miranda Priestly and Mia's <laughs> like yeah I'm pondering <laughs> poor Mia poor I'm pondering Mia. I know just truly I wish they actually gave her a little bit more in early episodes because if this is what she's like on this episode, it's like, man, I only could imagine what she said during like the motocross episode. They could have just given one little moment each episode to really have like built on that. And then they could have done a nice little Bravo montage, Bravo Liz montage of like yes, all this. Yes. I exactly. just, we didn't see anything about her unless she was kind of shitting on somebody else. And basically at that point it was redundant to what other people had said in more interesting yeah. ways. Cutting over to team one, Lacey suggests angels and devils, and Sam's like, oh, that's so cliche. We need another one. Pretend you're a thesaurus. I thought that was so funny. (laughs) I love that line. Pretend you're a thesaurus. And then Lacey, to like come back to that, like instead of, I guess, angel, they're like, oh, what's another term for angel? And Lacey's like, goddess? And I'm like, no. (laughs) Not, Not quite for a variety of reasons. Jess says in a talking head that Lacey is the weakest link on the team. She's just there for herself. She's not there for anybody else, which I mean, like, duh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like the point of the this isn't America's next top best friend. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Jess then suggests when love dances with the devil, as if that makes I literally wrote as if that makes any sense. And then Lacey and Sam are like, oh, that's a good idea. We like that. And I'm like, what? It's word salad. It's like rock word salad. Word salad. <laughs> It is like an AI wrote that title. That's it, it reminded me of that SNL skit with Garth Brooks and Will Ferrell. Yes, <laughs> the devil could. That. Yeah, the devil can't write no love song or something like that. Which is a better, which is a better yeah. title than this. And you know why? Because Garth Brooks came up with it, and he is a genius. Well, some an SNL writer probably came up with it, but whatever. True. <laughs> Lacey says she's like trying to take over his creative director, and she's yep. like. If this was a real business, Jess would be fired. I'm like, what's a business? Just <laughs> 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 album consulting. That's like rock album consulting. 
And it's like, Lacey, you probably would have been fired too. Like, I mean, well, it turned, we'll talk about it. But I just love, Lacey says here, she's like, I think that the title of the album and the image, like, we're going to have are like perfect for Brett. And it was all my idea. It's like, well, technically the title wasn't your idea. You just okayed it. And you're just kind of now coming up with the aesthetics, but you know, whatever. I felt like even the photographer thought she was like annoying. Oh, he, well, we get he that. hated her. He yeah. hated her. Yeah. So all the teams are standing around ready to go. And <laughs> Evo, or whatever his name is, like for in real life, compliments Brandy's package, which is weird. And then says, uh, Brandy says in a talking head, she's like, this is one of her full character talking head. She's like, I feel very confident about my winning. Even my balls tell me so. There you go. <laughs> Trust your senses. I don't know. Like, I guess her leaning into a man is just like, I'm just going to be like big dick energy. Did you guys like, find out what Brandy is doing now? So she, she was, was just. On. She was just on Talk of Love. I haven't listened. I've been like avoiding listening to it, not for lack of interest, but because I don't want anything spoiled for what comes. Like, because I mean, obviously, I watched all these shows at the time, Mm -hmm. but I haven't watched them since. And I don't want anything like spoiled for me. So the only one I listened to a little bit of was Sam's because I know she doesn't come back to do anything. But I didn't even listen to that fully. Brandy, I think now, according to Instagram, it looks like she works at a gay bar. I think she's a bartender at a gay bar for her okay. yeah she yeah there. she put up some picture like or she might be at a, a straight bar too but i don't know she put up something for pride and i was like brandy said gay rights <laughs> <laughs> yes brandy um says she, gay rights uh she's an ally <laughs> find her insta now right uh, i was trying to think uh, it's brandy viola something oh i put in her name and it leads to some like old some, woman who yeah. sells like cards or something Yep. Nope. That's not. I know. What is it? Brandy Viola. Brandy Viola ninety nine. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Yep. I just oh, looked yeah, today. Yeah. I don't have that. I don't have that kind of recall normally, but I just looked it up shortly before we recorded started recording. Says thirty nine. Acquired taste. Loyal. Ever changing. Ever growing. The world can't handle the life I require. I swear to God, in her Instagram still, and she she seems sweet enough. You know, I don't really have too many issues with her, but like. Her entire Insta is just, like, exactly what you think it would be. Just a bunch of quotes from Rebel Circus about, like, does not play well with others. You know, like... This one's funny. Body type, clearly not one to turn down a taco. I just saw that. That's funny. Same. I was going to say, the only one... The one who surprised me the most on Instagram is Sammy, who really did, like, a nice... Sam, well, I guess she goes by Sammy now. Sam did like a nice little turn. Like she was, she has a cute little look now. You can tell that she was one of those people who like looks back at the way she looked in the 2000s and cringes. So Team A goes first and they have to, they are responsible for moving all of the props themselves for some reason, which I thought was kind of fucked up. Also that it apparently ate into their time. Allegedly. I feel like there had to have been like PAs or something around that could have helped them stage the Set I feel like they bit. like to see the girls do like a little bit of a physical challenge on these shows though. They do and this mm-hmm. season especially like they've done a couple things where I'm like you're really putting the safety of these women in danger between like the motocross, the football just and well the motorcycle later but I know that's just me being a scaredy cat but I don't know like a bunch of stuff in this episode where I'm like you're setting yourself up for a couple different lawsuits not the one that ultimately <laughs> results the, not the two that ultimately result because there was Wait, the Rock of Love. But, so the the tamer one is that the house was whoever they rented the house from, they left it in such bad shape 
that the yeah. that they sued. And then don't forget the Rock of Love bus killed someone. What a kill! Uh, like a person on the road. Like I don't know I if somebody know. fell asleep. So either the bus driver fell asleep or the person who died in the car fell asleep. Oh, I, that's what I it must have been. I, yeah, 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 yeah. No, I didn't never. Oh, that's yeah. I never heard. Wow. Yeah. It's oh, going right. to be a weird thing you know, to get funny, to. In my notes, I did say, like, I wonder what happened to the Rock of Love house. Imagine if that's, like, your family home. <laughs> I can't even imagine. <laughs> Apparently, it was a America's Next Top Model house one season. But I swear so to God. some production company owned it, I guess. Yeah. I think that they just rent out mansions for this purpose. I think this is, like, pre, yeah. like, renting out Airbnbs for Instagram parties and influencers and whatever. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I think this is, I guess, the original version of that. It wasn't the bus. What it was, was it? during the filming of it. Yeah, it was the filming. Uh, so the person veered into the bus, right? The no, what happened was it was there was a truck carrying equipment for the VH1 show. Oh, and, and it killed Cavetta. De- well, I don't, I don't know if we're putting this in or not. I don't want to say their names necessarily. There's a 19 year old Southern Illinois University student oh. and another woman, and they were killed. Uh, the crew member was a- allegedly fell asleep at the wheel, crossed the median. Uh, and collided mm. with the car. Oh, jeez, oh. that's awful. Oh, okay, God. I can't believe they kept airing that season too. I remember, yeah. that the, I remember well, hearing Brett that at the time. Production, he's like, "Yeah, like we got to pause for a while, and then they made him bring it back." He seems no, like a decent enough guy. Stop airing a season if you kill your wife. That's the right. Only if time you kill your fiance, <laughs> right? Apparently, that's the only uh, the only reason murder. Why they won't show your yeah. show, like but like intentional murder with taylor's situation yeah they're like oh, fuck yeah. it we're airing this season who cares like, i oh, forgot shit. that russell had killed himself before the season aired and they just showed that season like they that was really morbid season. yeah and he yeah yeah Ooh. so jess is talking to evo about what her vision is and lacy is posed on top of sam and just already she's like let's just go let's go i don't have time for this let's go and as they start to shoot, Lacey's, like, directing different camera angles, doing different things, which it's, like, I feel like that's hard to do in the moment. Like, I'm almost kind of impressed that she was able to have that vision for what it looked like. You shot at one point. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, she's she was, like, actually out here art directing, which is kind of impressive. <laughs> Sam says in a talking head, she's like, so it seems like we were getting along for about 10 minutes. Like... <laughs> Sam can be so bratty too at the same she time. She is. <laughs> but I guess like no, well no, actually I lied. Sam's not 20. She I think Sam was 25, 26. So oh, like somewhere in the middle. Yeah. As the shoe carries on, it looks fine. You know, like I agree. It's it is pretty cliche, but like if you're going to do something this cliche, at least they have good looks for it as we did yeah. right. earlier. Yeah, Lacey looks like the devil. So, right. <laughs> in more ways than one. Yeah, with the red hair and everything. Like I like the way pure and I, cute. I, I call it like when she looks over her eyebrows, which I know technically sounds like impossible, but you know what I mean? Like she makes that look like she furrows her brow and she just like looks mm-hmm. just like it's a very specific face. The devious look. Yes. But like it's like to another level than the average person's devious. So Brandy and Heather are spying on them. Brandy says, so they're doing the whole angel devil thing. And my first reaction to that was been done. Like, come on. Like, sorry, we all didn't feel comfortable randomly adopting a male like persona. <laughs> like, you're not dressed on Brandy's level, right? If you're not dressed like a man, like you're not taking this as seriously. Apparently, 
you know you gotta look like a fool and literally they just walk back into the other room and they're just like that's stupid <laughs> like you think they're like drinking the whole time that this is going on too because they does seem like always drinking all the time so i wondered about that that like i feel like because Especially in the cases like Bad Girls Club and these shows where, like, the purpose is for you to be rowdy and create drama. Yeah. That, like, and you don't have phone. Like, you, the most you can do is books. Like, and none of them really especially seem like readers. Yeah. Well, like, maybe. At the house, but I was wondering if production was bringing also alcohol with them to, like, this site. Towards I think sort of that thing Sam, I'm pretty sure Brandy had a beer at one point. Yeah. I, I saw her sure with a beer in her hand. real. Mm-hmm. And then I've seen them in the limo a couple times with like they have like gray goose and champagne and stuff in the limo. So it's not even just, you know, like I think the production probably is plying them with alcohol. I would I felt like with flavor of love, like none of them seemed like drinkers. And it seemed like at the beginning they were all kind of like excited to be drinking, but the excitement wore off. And mm-hmm. that really stood out for me in season two when like New York shows up and they're all pretty much done drinking every night at that point but she's just first back into it so she's drunk like that whole first two episodes she's like (laughs) shit faced and the rest of them are all just like especially sick of her for that reason but i feel like they have to be giving them alcohol outside of what we see yeah or at least have it around lacy standard reality though like siobhan didn't you didn't your sister know someone who went on say yes to the dress and they got them drunk there too isn't that well, you? Someone they didn't story. get her drunk. There was champagne in the limo, and they got drunk. And Nobody got was drunk. trying to get <laughs> them drunk. Trust okay. me. Okay, it could be a combination of both. Like a, whoops, we got way more drunk. <laughs> I don't know if it was in the limo provided or if they brought it themselves too. I actually oh. I'm not sure. And the other funny thing on say yes to dress she did was when they went up there. Like you're only supposed to bring like two, maybe three people, and she brought like six and they're like <laughs> you have way too many people you can't you can't have all these people and she's like but i cleared it with mary just made up a name and they're like oh okay <laughs> just let them all in I, and she was like I, I guess at that point she was also drunk yeah they could have made it a lot more embarrassing because she said at one point she was like fist pumping like she was like that drunk being oh like i'm a jersey girl i fist pump and she's like don't fist pump like what are you doing <laughs> I guess like the once the camera yeah. comes on, like the pressure is on to like show up yeah. and show yeah. out. I'm sure you get nervous too, and if you're drunk and nervous, like you're going to be doing silly things, obviously. right? Oh, I guess that's that's, that's, that's what they're playing on that for all of this, right? And I mean, really, this is only all of what we're seeing is probably a span of we like to estimate around mm-hmm. two weeks, but Sam, like in the episode, the very little bit that I listened to of talk of love, Sam is like, I basically did this episode on spring break from grad school. I did the season on spring break from grad school or like it was like a week or two in between, you know, like for something else she had going on. I mean, I can definitely believe two weeks. I can definitely believe. Which I feel like. The next season you guys do, you should try to like try to keep track of the days and see if you can figure out. We try our best, but like <laughs> they they purposefully make it very like we're going based oh, on certain okay. landmarks based on if there's like birthdays or Lacey has to see the shots on the computer. Which feels like a waste of time. Like, because they're like, they're, like again, they're only given an hour. She complains in a talking head about Jess's creative directing skills. And like, like you said before, that she'd be fired if this was a real job. But like, sis, didn't you do basically all the directing? Like, what's her name? Like, Lacey, like, you're the one doing all the directing. Why are you like, you're mad that Jess like isn't doing enough. Yeah. But if it looks shitty, it's because you made it look shitty. Yeah. 
I felt like Jess did a good job keeping her cool for this because as annoying as Lacey was being. Yeah, I guess she just was. She strikes me as very competitive in a way that she just really wanted to do a good job and get through this. But where when mm-hmm. they're all sitting around on leisure time, and if you want to start a fight with me, then like that's the, then she yeah. seems like she'd want to fight. We can't see any of the pictures, but Lacey makes an executive decision for one of them, and Evo looks at her and goes, "I don't think you can actually do that." <laughs> He's had it with her. He has had it with her officially. With ten minutes left, it's a bit of a power struggle between Jess and Lacey for which picture they're going to go with. But it seems like they ultimately go with whatever Lacey picked based on her reaction. Lacey says in a talking head that she's the star of this photo shoot, and if they win, she's going to make sure that Brett knows that not only did she do a great job as a model, but the entire thing was her idea. (laughs) Things are winding down, and Evo whispers to Jess as they're like wrapping up. I feel like he had a little bit of a crush on her. I forgot he said something else too like oh you guys are like really hot or something how could like that. you not have a crush on jess come on settle down yeah she's really <laughs> cute come <laughs> on even, even despite her roots growing out real bad did you notice okay. that like all of us okay <laughs> i mean well i mean she did <laughs> She well, she's, she's, not in in well, in a way she's in quarantine in a way <laughs> did you see that tiktok that was going around where it was like one of those women protesting like uh protesting the reopening like in in favor of reopening everything and she was like look at my roots like i need to get my roots done oh this God. girl on tiktok took like she's like i could tell by the way her hand was like i the girl looked up the average time it takes an adult woman's hair to grow the average length of an adult woman's finger and measured like the finger that we see in the shot to the the root growth to like how long it would have taken based on inches. Like, so basically she deduced that the woman hadn't gotten her hair colored since October. She went for (laughs) forensic. Yeah. She went by not being on TikTok. Oh, I might, I might get, I'll probably get one soon. You have to. It's, I mean, if you've got like hours to kill or don't and you'll just lose hours anyway, it's just. Well, so it was either get a switch and Animal Crossing or TikTok. And so I got the switch. Mm. Okay, <laughs> fair enough. Playing Animal Crossing. Fair enough. I, I can't hate. They're about to re-release Pokemon Snap. So I'm going to probably be right there with you. <laughs> so we're, uh, Evo whispers to Jess. He's like, God bless you with that one. And Jess is like, oh, I bite my tongue every day of my life, which I felt like was such a weird like church old lady kind of conversation. Like, oh, God bless you with that one. It's like, yeah, I bite my tongue every day. Jesus, Mary. (laughs) Norma, you should see her at the buffet. (laughs) Bite my tongue. Now it's Team B's turn. Heather is posing on the car. And again, Mia is trying to direct, but Heather is just like, no, just shut up and get out of my shot. Like, get out of my light. (laughs) Just. And Mia and Brandy both complain about it in in the talking head. Heather's like up on the windshield. She's on the hood of the car. She's she's on the car. Like I cannot stress enough how on the car she's she meant is. to do. She is like meant to like take a f- sexy photo shoot on the hood of a car. You know, this is like, she like was, a rock and roll dream. Exactly. I feel like she was born a little too late. Like this would have been her prime had she been old enough to do that kind of modeling at that time. Mm-hmm. We don't see a lot of the shoot we jump to when there's about 15 minutes left. I think they purposefully do this to try to, I guess, surprise us with how bad it ends up. I think so. (laughs) Like, I think they keep it purposefully big. So, kind of 
would have to see more of their poses between yes. Brandy and Heather, though. I would thought that would have been really funny. Brandy in particular, like, where was the plumber? Where was like the the crack of trying to like work in the car, like your ass crack hanging out? Where was any of that? <laughs> Why would a plumber be working on a car? I was. I meant like plumber crack, but it was like. Yeah. It was, so there you go. Just you got to connect the dots. It's been a long day, mm-hmm. so. Heather's complaining about Mia wanting to see the pics that Evo's taking, and it's like she should. She's the creative director. Like, I think if the annoying thing is, it seemed like he'd take one. She'd be like, "Okay, can I see that?" So yeah. I could see how okay. that'd be a little annoying. That's fair. Evo also kind of seems kind of disappointed in Mia's lack of initiative, and he's like, "You know, you can tell them what to do, like do more stuff." Brandy does another talking head in character about how hot Heather looks and she goes, I'd fuck her. And then <laughs> and then she talks about her balls again. She's like, felt pretty fucking good. You know, my balls itched, but it was all right. She's what? an actress. Yeah, she's she's fully committed. With about six minutes left, they head to the computer to pick up a to pick the picture five minutes left if you include like the time it takes to port it over and then it just took me back to like remember with digital cameras when you would come home from a college party the next day and you'd have to like plug in the usb to upload all your pictures of our generation that we couldn't upload our pictures when we were still drunk i think about that all the time constantly constantly Mm -hmm. we had time to like sit the next day and be like the next day before we put them out into the world a thousand percent before it like ruined our life mia says in a talking head she's like selecting the photo was more drama than i expected (laughs) what were you like based on all of your interactions with these women to date let alone the fact that heather has been shutting you in front of your face (laughs) but not even that like heather's been shutting you down at every turn today why did you think suddenly she was going to be amicable about this process like what would it, what about Heather as a person would have led you to believe that she would try to be open minded and understanding about what you think? Catching on that the girls were like annoyed with her at first. Oh, no, like, no, I don't think it was until later on. Until like, I don't think they... it was. I don't think it was literally until they said, "Go away from us. We're trying to sabotage you." That she's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that they're trying to get me kicked off the show." <laughs> oh gosh. Yes, yeah, so I think it took her a while to catch up. Heather's also really obviously taking control of choosing the pictures and she's freaking out because they're on very limited time. And Evo's like standing behind them like Ted Allen on Chopped, like five minutes, three minutes, <laughs> minute and a half, 45 seconds. And it's like, can you like back up? Like, goddamn. <laughs> it also turns out that they need to pick out a background, which yikes. They don't have enough time for that. And anyway, it seems all like they pick it in time and production's being very vague on purpose. They each had an hour to do the photo shoot and then pick everything. But obviously they can only be working one at a time. So like, what were the girls doing when they weren't, you know, so really they had more time. Oh, they they probably like- did a lot of sitting around and probably a decent amount of getting drunk during that time. True. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're all standing around waiting to, I guess, go home. And Evo's like, uh, you did great. And, uh. I guess we'll see what Brett picked. He, he's like so mad that he signed up to do this. Like He's, he's really <laughs> upset about being here. He's like, I'm totally not giving them my real name. Right. I swear to God, I'm convinced that he, I was literally going to like catfish, like Google image search him and see if we could find like the oh, that's truth a good idea. This. Yeah. I don't know. I've got, got nothing but time now. So Heather says in a talking head that she feels really good about the final photo and she can't wait to see what Evo does to spice it up a little bit. 
they cut back to the house and Lacey tells Heather that she she's like, oh, I did all the work like on this. And like, I should be the one to get the solo date. And Heather's like, I feel exactly the same about how I do. Which, Heather, you had the opportunity to, like, I'm sure that if you would have said to Mia, I'm going to be the creative director, Mia would have just been like, okay. Yeah, she would have backed mm-hmm. down eventually. Mm-hmm. So Lacey's just whining about how, oh, it's not cool. It's not fair. And she says that if, again, that if she wins, she deserves the solo date and she's going to fight for it. The other crew are outside and Brandy's like, oh, so how did, like, she's a good, like, pot stirrer in terms of starting conversations that lead to interesting moments on the show because she's like, oh, so, like, did you guys fight or did you get along? And just is like, it's so hard because I don't deal with bitchy people. I back down. And Brandy's like, why would you back down to her? Which I, I think knowing that Brandy is, like, 26, 27 and Jess is 23, like, that added a lot of context to the conversation for me because I could see Brandy being like, Heather's not really that scary when you are around her at all. And clearly she's the kind of person, if you back her into a corner, she will, you know, she'll she'll back down. She's not going to really fight for herself. Jess says she's not going to fucking deal with any of the fights anymore. And Brandy reminds her, you know, like, but you're not here to deal with Heather. You're here for Brett. Just as a talking head about how she wants Lacey to get home. Clearly, she's really gotten under. Lacey's really gotten under Jess's skin. I guess a while later, Manila envelopes with proofs and a letter from Evo show up. And it turns out it's feedback. Mike, this is where you're going to say Manila the, from Crappens. This was your moment, like from Lisa Vanderpump with Crappens. Uh, Manila Foda. Yes. Oh, this is business. business. <laughs> My business files. Yes. I do very important business. Yeah. Every time I have a Manila folder, I'm like businesswoman. <laughs> so everybody breaks off in groups to do their. They call it a powwow. I'm only highlighting that to tell you now in 2020. If you're going to break off into smaller groups or meet with your team on Zoom or whatever, don't call it a fucking powwow anymore it's 2020 please do not agreed i was saying i think it's so funny how on these vh1 shows when they're doing the challenges sometimes they come off like high school projects yes (laughs) it seemed like they're all like acting like (laughs) doing a science project talking about presenting and like what they're gonna say and who's and who gets the most credit for it and like this person is not pulling their weight i'm gonna make my name extra big when we do the powerpoint in front of the teacher like yeah (laughs) Exactly. So we see a little yeah. bit of team A first and Lacey reads the, the feedback, which is, what are you trying to say with this cover? I'm not really sure what I'm not really sure your angel and devil theme is clear. And Lacey gets pissed and she's like, it's not an angel and devil theme. And it's like, is it not? though? Yes. like, like are we really gonna- in the title? <laughs> Like, I mean, that part, but like, are we really going to split hairs like this? Like, you know what you were trying to convey. Evo tells them in his letter to come up with a really good presentation to explain what this image means because it's not otherwise clear. Lacey's like then starting to explain it to them and she's saying that her grip on Sam represents temptation or something. <laughs> Lacey then More volunteers. Yeah, another one. Right, exactly. Lacey then asks if she can be the one who presents and Jess is like, but I'm the creative director. And Lacey's like, Right. <laughs> yeah, at least like, shit. That was my, my big that plan. Touche. <laughs> I thought you forgot. 
like that's how, like Lacey would act very smart but then like if someone went up against her she'd be like that's not how I expected that to go and now I don't know what to say <laughs> she does she says something later on I think where like Jess goes in on her she says something like that's true that's true something like that where she's like valid point and I'm like that's not what you're supposed to say this is why you will never be Tiffany New York Pollard <laughs> you will never have a morphing time there we go Jess says in a talking head she's like Lazy has the nerve to say that she should give the presentation instead of me as if I'm not capable of doing it and it's like well in fairness you're kind of not like she it it was kind of mostly her idea and at the very least even if it was a collaborative effort it somehow makes the most sense to Lacey so like maybe she would have been the better person See, my with the throne is because there's earlier on, or even really just here with the presentation every time even Sam goes to speak Lacey won't shut up which is where I That's, feel like I don't I don't know if it's an editing thing or because no. it's like what if we do this, so this, and this? And it's like you're throwing out ideas and shit, but I would never give her the creative director title. I think she As, just blabbed a lot of shit, didn't let people talk, and that is where she just kind of feels entitled. I have to laugh because like as a Gemini who is constantly interrupting people, as evidenced by like the fact that all of everybody I listening of- can hear this. <laughs> Like y'all know, I'm like we're we're an interrupter by nature. We don't we don't mean to. I'm and I'm not, I'm only speaking for myself, not for Lacey. But like I don't interrupt people because I think that what I have to say is more important than anybody else. It's more like if I don't get this out right now, I will forget it. Mm-hmm. Like I'm saying Definitely. with confidence that I will forget. You say this, it. Neither one of us are Gemini's, but you know our episode of our podcast where we had Constantine Marulas on is called Constantine Interrupted because we talk over him the whole time. But we were just excited. <laughs> We went up to North Jersey for the show and we he did a meet and greet after and we met him and we were like, We're really sorry we talked over you the whole time. He was like, we I didn't realize until we yet. listened back that you're doing that. Lacey then gives Jess additional critiques and says, when you're reading this, make sure that you speak slowly because you have a tendency to speak really fast. But the irony of this is like, as Lacey's explaining this to her, Lacey's speaking super fast. And I've seen Lacey like, when Lacey gets stressed out and pissed off, she speaks very quickly. Mm hmm. Sam chimes in finally and she's like, I see this album as a cover for a solo artist who's like working with their own internal struggles. And Lacey like cuts her off with like a new idea. And Sam's like, can I talk, please? And this is why right here, Lacey with the big Gemini energy. (laughs) What's funny with this part on uh, Prime is that Sam says out loud fucking A, but the caption says fucking egg. Oh, that's funny. (laughs) (laughs) And I think that's how I'm going to say it from now on. Yeah, fucking egg. Fucking egg. <laughs> Sam says in a talking head that Lacey's making every decision harder than it needs to be. Basically, she needs to shut the fuck up. And again, like I don't I don't typically love to have a ton of empathy for Lacey because I think that Lacey likes to show her ass a lot, but I see a lot I, of myself in this. I think also, but it's partly I don't think Lacey wants any of the final ideas to not be hers. So she could say, Well, that was Matt my idea. Too. That was my idea. So it's like more like, well, I don't want their ideas to be even if it was a good idea, she wouldn't want to go with it. That's, I think, where she and I differ because I'm the type of bitch where it's like, listen, if you're the one that's supposed to be in charge and you have a terrible idea, 
I will not try to take credit for it. And if it goes, if it comes down to throwing somebody under the bus, I'll be like, well, I tried and this was her shitty idea. So sorry. Those are the two, like, what's the way to say, um, methods or uh, strategies. Those are the two strategies. If you're like the underling and someone's like the team, like the main team person's like, do I try to give my ideas and try to take credit or do I back off and let them like, bury their own grave very oh, yeah. apprentice like so finally Lacey's like and Lacey says something too like oh should we like change the title and it's like at this point you want to change the title now like girl what's wrong with you so they seem to sort it out eventually because Lacey like wobbles out of the room I guess because her ankle's still jacked up and she's like all right I'm out of here biatches and <laughs> I wanted to ask the other two millennial ladies on the pod when was the last time you said biatch <laughs> I was going to say I was like the ironically last- <laughs> if I did. I was thinking probably the last time I said biatch in any context was probably recording the Mean Girls episode. It's like mm-hmm. where like where she's inviting Aaron to the party and she's like, you better beat like something like biatch. So it just was a very yeah. like be a small moment. In you time. Better be yeah. Right. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. It just was a very like a uh, small time capsule that I think if you weren't alive <laughs> and saying biatch at the time, you wouldn't have clocked. Oh. Didn't I say that in our intro to the 2000 episode? Oh, yes, you did. You caught I me did. off guard by saying, hello, biatches, or something like that. <laughs> something like, yeah. She, she yeah. just, like, did a bunch of research on 2000 slang, and that was one I of the it. things that stayed. This is the first of Jess's threats about Lacey. She says, if I had a gun, I would shoot her right now. Which I'm like, I don't know if I've ever been that mad at somebody. Especially, like, another woman. Like, I don't no. think I've ever... No. We cut to Team B's meeting. The note straight up says, what is going on in this photo? Why is Brandy a man? I like, <laughs> if I would have had a drink, I probably would have like done a spit take. Spit it out. If, if she, <laughs> is she supposed to be Brett? Brett doesn't have gray hair. Are you trying to say he's old? And then Brandy's sitting there going, oh, well, now I wish we could change the picture. And it's like, <laughs> this didn't occur to you until now? I wish we had heard the photographer like actually give them his critiques because they were sounded really savage and funny. <laughs> like, I, I, yeah, I, wish, too. I really wish this could have been delivered in person, but it is kind of funny hearing them read it out and like reading it so incredulously. Like, I can't believe somebody would have interpreted it this way. <laughs> the only positive critique he gave was that the car was like, it was a cool car and Brett likes yeah. car. I was like, ooh, burned to Heather. David <laughs> I, that's what I thought too. Uh-huh. It's like, you know, because you know Heather. Like, I feel like he I got the impression that he like wasn't checking for Heather. And this is like probably entirely projection. But like the fact that he was so quick to like compliment the ladies in their mid to early 20s for being so hot, but then like basically oh. not acknowledge Heather, who's like very sex forward. I just felt mm. a little bit creepy. Like it felt a little bit creepy to me, kind of how he was just like, oh, basically you're like an old maid at this point. Yeah. yeah. That's, yeah. Mm. Mia says mm. we need to be like, we need to be prepared to explain what the photo shoot is about and says in a talking head, since there's nothing we can do about the picture, all we can do is focus on pitching this, like basically just trying to sell what we are left with to Brett. So <laughs> I wrote down, let's focus on the positives, okay? <laughs> like, I love that. She's like, okay, so let's focus on the positives. Um, Our only positive is that Brett loves cars. And the car looks good. <laughs> like, that was the only positive they get. Yeah, and, she's like, and then she goes, and now the negative. Everything else. 
<laughs> and then doesn't Brandy blame Mia for letting her dress like a man? Yep. Oh, she's yeah. Like, she should have known. <laughs> she should have told me that I looked bad. She's blaming her because Mia was in charge. Oh. And it was obvious that Brandy was having like the best time ever and was totally right? into the idea of being a man. So it's Brandy funny. not only volunteered to be a man. She yeah. like that was like nobody suggest it didn't seem like anybody suggested that to her. She just like on her own was like, I think guys, I think I'm gonna do this shoot as a man. And Mia didn't like contradict her because she's like, Oh, well, like I guess you have a vision in mind, sure. And then like Brandy had nothing but time at while the first shoot is going on to like sit and literally look at herself in the mirror and be like, you know, on second <laughs> thought, maybe. Like this isn't gonna work. A long look at herself in the mirror. Like literally, she had the time to reconsider, and she fucking didn't. But she's like, she should have told me I look like shit as a man. Like you were doing talking heads in character. Like, like I don't think it would have gone over well. Me, if Mia tried to say that, she'd be like, "Screw you, Mia!" Like you're just right. You don't get what right. You don't get what I'm doing here, and you don't see my vision. Right? Exactly. Gonna love it. Right. Mia would have been damned if she did and damned if she didn't. True. So <laughs> Mia's like, okay, so the first thing I'll say is like, just because there's a man in the picture doesn't mean that it's supposed to be Brett. But then she moves on to talk about like what broken road is supposed to signify, which is like, I feel like weirdly kind of a darker metaphor than Brett's overall vibe kind of portrays. Because in terms of the 80s rock stars who you think of as being kind of disasters and, you know, I'm sure Brett had his issues. We, I recently learned, you know, whatever he had that mm -hmm. sex tape with Pamela Anderson. Like, clearly he has his vices, but, you know, he's not somebody who, like, hit rock bottom and, you know, bounced back. So, I mean, this right. broken road thing is like from somebody who doesn't really understand who Brett is as an art, like who his, what his star was, his star trajectory. And that like tracks with them not knowing until they got there who it was going to be. And by the time they're there, they have no access to, you know, they can't Google him once like they're in the house. I like to compare it to like, you know, because we were obviously at the age of being a little bit more like NSYNC Backstreet Boys, where like if you were to stick us on a show with somebody from like New Kids on the Block, where it would be like, I understand that you were like a hot pop star in your day, but I feel like it's like a little bit older than I get that <laughs> yeah. I can like oh, relate like to. Right, if exactly. It's, if it's Jordan Knight, yeah. would the show be like Knight in Shining Armor? Didn't you, oh, didn't like you that. suggest that last time? I don't think so. <laughs> you, I'm, I'm fairly certain when we discussed this previously, you said that, like, you made that same. Like, no, I said, like, well, night, he would be the night one, yes. and his lady or something like that. Oh, uh, I don't know. That was, that, I think that was my suggestion after. We one, one day. speaking of Jordan Knight and, like, takes on names. We learned he did a album with, what was it, Nick Carter? And it was called... Well, what a missed opportunity. Was it Nick and Knight or something? That's Nick amazing. and Knight? Yo, that's yeah. awesome. That's brilliant, honestly. Mm -hmm. And just very, like... Yeah, they went on their... together, apparently. The whole thing. Very upset. Well, because I know that, like, N-K-O-T-B-S-B -B was a thing, so... Imagine if they just got introduced by Face on, like, a gigantic screen. No, Face wasn't Nick and Knight. Face was Nick no, Jr. No, he's Nick Jr. I know, but he can still introduce him. <laughs> That's you're mixing your you're mixing your Nickelodeon time yeah, like faces grown up they, now. They can <laughs> hand up, yeah, they can hand out like free peanut butter and banana sandwiches. Oh please. <laughs> it's like now introduce your opening act, stand-up comedy by Stick Stickly. Oh god. And like he just pops out from behind the microphone, like, oh, I bet you didn't see me there. <laughs>
Jesus Christ. It's a, it's actually, well, ripping off. It's a famous, it's a famous Louis Anderson joke. It's one of those from his early what? days. He's standing behind the microphone and he grabs the stand, slides it to the side. He goes, oh, sorry. I guess you couldn't see me there for a second. Ah. <laughs> uh, all the things you can't remember, and you had like Louis Anderson, a Louis, like always. stand up recall. My, it's one of my go tos. I used to be a very heavy guy, so I would like move something thin out of the way and be like, Oh, sorry, I guess you couldn't see me. Just a <laughs> little self deprecating humor at the time. What can I say? I appreciate that. As Mia's like, you know, trying to make do her job and make sense as like a creative director. Heather is just side-eyeing her and then doing another talking head about Mia's suggestions being so stupid. Why don't you just sit in the corner and be quiet and, like, let me run the show? Um, she's fixing the mess that you made. Like, you should be a little bit more grateful. Like, she's trying to, like, sort her ass out on the line for, like, you tried, you shut her down at every turn. This is all your idea. And now you're mad that she's, like, not doing a good enough job cleaning up the mess you made, basically. Would you say it was very miserable? <laughs> boo! <laughs> boo this man! Boo! boo. <laughs> Thank you, Sean. <laughs> uh, Heather says in a talking head, she's like, okay, so I'm thinking like Brandy is, and Mia's like, like your mechanic. And Heather's like, no, not the mechanic. Like, she's a biker, like, that pulled over to help this girl out. And I'm like, wouldn't a, more, wouldn't a mechanic make more sense? Why would a biker just have a wrench? You've got a wrench now. Where did the wrench come from? A mechanic would make more sense. If it was Mia, would she be a Mia mechanic? The puns will not stop now. You say this like I don't... Well, I guess you're explaining to them because yeah, this it's is my really... life. <laughs> this is my life. <laughs> <laughs> Mia's like... Or, you know, you could just be stopping, you could just be stopping to check out, and Heather's like, no, because, like, why am I crawling on the car with a fucking wrench then? And it's like, I don't know why. Why were you? (laughs) You are are the only one who knows why you were climbing on the car with the wrench. Like, none of us know. You literally threw yourself on the hood of that car, like, before you were even, like, made up. Like, you knew you were going to do that. Why? Before you had any other concepts, you knew you wanted to perch yourself on this car. Like, you brought this on yourself. Just the the whole time she's getting ready, she's just like, oh, my God, I have it pictured in my head. This is going to be phenomenal. (laughs) I just, and then she, like, she really has the audacity to come up with this whole idea. It's like that meme uh, from the Eric Andre show where it's like, where she's like, Heather, like, I was to map out this meme it would be like Heather is Eric Andre I guess it's uh Hannibal Burris is the one getting shot yes and okay, it's like yes. and it's like why it's like the gun is like the idea for this shoot and then it's Eric Andre turned back to the camera going why did Mia let me do this it may, it'll it. make more sense as an actual meme I'm gonna put it up on the Instagram it's fine okay perfect I'm going to make it. It'll make more sense then. Heather says that the man is going to represent Brett being manly and strong and going for it. Brandy (laughs) going for it. (laughs) Going for it. Brandy agrees and Mia looks unsure, but is still going to write this down anyway. Heather says in a talking head, she's like, I don't think I'm in trouble because I took charge like a little bit, but on the end, it's on Mia's shoulders. So she's like creative director. Basically, she like set Mia up for failure. I'm like not I wouldn't honestly be shocked. And you know what the thing is? I don't think Heather is smart enough to do this. That if Heather was a smarter person, 
Heather would have done a really bad job, like commandeering her, knowing Mia is weak and will back down, and knowing full well that Mia's going to end up taking the fall for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think Heather could help herself. She had to, like, get, you know, her thoughts in yeah. and everything. I don't think she was savvy enough to think of that way, no. to think that far ahead. Mm. Yeah. Well, this is like 15 years of reality show watching, like, worth of stress. The the hindsight, yes. So we cut to the next day, and everybody's getting ready. I at first thought that what everybody's eating is breakfast, but at some point we see Lacey eating an ear of corn. So I'm like, I guess this is the middle of the day. You don't (laughs) know what she eats for breakfast. I mean, I guess if she's a vegetarian, we don't know what sort of options she's being given. There's only so many times you could, well, I was going to say there are only so many times you could eat breakfast potatoes, but that's a lie. Jess says in a talking head that she's sick of Lacey (laughs) and how Lacey better stay away from her. Lacey's wearing a shirt that says, "Yes, like, oh, Lacey's shirt. She's like, I'm definitely up to something. Perfect. Which, I mean, if you're, if you own that shirt and you're coming to a reality show, like, you pack pack appropriately. You're damn right. That's, that's iconic, if anything. I'm assuming some other conversation must have been happening before this, but we catch them mid-conversation and Lacey's like, listen, I'm not here to make friends. I'm here because I want to be with Brett. And But then she like volunteers. She like gives up her own plan. And she's like, let's just say I'm very strategic. And Brandy rightfully so calls her out and is like, do you think that if Brett like heard you saying that you consider yourself strategic, that he would appreciate that? And Lacey goes, well, yeah, that just shows my devotion to him. I think what she says is like she makes a comment about like she's playing to win or something. Yeah. And like yep. they don't on this reality dating competition show, they're mad that she's treating it like a competition show. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, think, I think it also kind of seems like at the very least, it's it's I don't know if it's that as much as she's like being very transparent about the fact that she's just here to play the game. I actually think that Lacey can still be there for Brett and still treat it like a game because that's all they're doing is like competitions and going up against each other. I guess. Treat it like a game and still care. If you really were there for Brett, then wouldn't your strategy be to play to win? You would think. I mean, if you really were there for Brett, like you really wanted to like be with Brett, then wouldn't your best strategy be to like play the game to win so that you're the one who ends up with Brett? I mean, yeah, yeah I guess. Like, I yeah. feel like those two things go hand in hand. It's that, it's- but it almost mixes in, like, a creepy stalkerish aspect to it. At least in my head when I think about it. Because I, I agree with what you're saying. It's like, you if you're going to win, like, you got to play the game. You're really there for Brett. But then I also look at it where it gets, like, yeah, like, the creepy, almost stalkerish, where it's like, ooh, I need to do this. And then, like, Brett needs to watch his mm-hmm. fucking back because, like, she's a little too, I don't know if this, I don't want to say, uh, not, like, swim fanish. But I guess if that kind of a little like a little too obsessed where it gets almost to like a dangerous level. I think that's giving her a little bit too much credit. I think that she's a little bit softer than she tries to come across. But I do think like she's very competitive and she wants to make (laughs) other people feel bad because she's probably very insecure. And so if she can uh, like eliminate these women Mm -hmm. or have them eliminate themselves, like she's winning. So as much as she might be there for Brett, although I like to say that they have good like was that the one that I said they have good like work husband? No, that wasn't them. But no. um, that they have like good friend energy. Yeah. So I think that there's like a connection. Like I think that they would make great friends, but I don't think there's like a romantic connection there. But I think that Lacey also like likes to exert the control. Like and friendship that no- chemistry. Right. 
friend I don't mystery. know if they had friend chemistry. I actually always remember thinking that when, like when Brett and Lacey were together, that they actually didn't have a lot of at least definitely not like sexual love chemistry. Oh, definitely not. Not no, yeah. Not like Heather and him had. I don't I don't even know if that's what it is. Well, my him and Heather, I feel like just needed to bang it out, but they yeah. would just be friends afterwards, and that would be it. I don't know, friends yeah. like I don't I don't even think that's friends because I think that she would always probably carry some kind of torch for him and that he would never take her seriously because she's mm. old yeah in heavy air quotes but he seems like a very like I get older they stay the same age type of bitch <laughs> yeah Brady says in a talking head that she does not think that Lacey's what Brett wants because she's a mean manipulative person and she's the devil Brady's she's like my heart is in this and like this is just like my opinion like whatever and Lacey's <laughs> like my heart's in this too and Brandy's like I don't look at this as a game though and I'm not trying to and this isn't really a game to me and I kind of believe her honestly yeah I want to believe Brandy because I just like her so much she didn't I come th- across like fame whorish to me no I think that she was like looking to have a good time Yes. And I think she was enjoy- I think she was enjoying being on a reality show, but not for the competition aspect of it. Like I think she was just enjoying. Do you realize the, the chance you just had? His song yep. "Poison" is Poison nothing, is nothing very, but a like, good time. Oh, um, yeah. Come on. Right. Sorry. No, See, it's I, like, on, oh. I deserve to be on the show. I don't know his songs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and on top of that, like Jess chimes in, and she's like, "Yeah, I don't play games." It's like, okay, girl, sure. I mean, you did sign up to be on a reality show, but, you know, whatever. You don't play games. Lacey says in a talking head that she wants Brett. She really wants to be with him. And these girls are in her way and she needs to push them out of the way. So Heather turns to Jess and she's like, so um, do you like feel like there was an even amount of work in your group? And Jess is like, mm-hmm. And Heather's like, oh, really? Like, you do? And Heather turns to Lacey and she's like, well, do you feel that way? And Lacey's like, well, I think I did. And Jess like cuts her right the fuck off. And she's like, oh, I knew you were going to fucking say that. And Lacey's like, well, I did though. Like, She damn. should cut her off. I got Jess's right. back on this one. Yeah, no, I, believe me, as much as I'm like being annoyed at Jess, I yes. think that she's in the right. And it's yes. like, it's got to be annoying to he- keep hearing Lacey go like, Oh, all you did was X, Y, Z. Which well, I mean, it's she not like explains just- it perfectly. She literally says, "Like every- we were saying things, and then all of a sudden, you would just start speaking like crazy and exactly. flipping our words to make it sound like it was your idea." Yeah. She had it dead on. Jess is like, "You sit there and you take somebody else's words and you manipulate them and you turn them around." And Lacey's like, "Well, you were just like the makeup artist and the hairstylist." And Jess in her talking head is like pressed, and she's like, "She's insulting me personally, and I know the truth, and she's full of shit." And I'm like, "I mean, she's not insulting you personally, really. She's just like insulting the job that you did." The job that you did yeah. I don't know if or- she said this yet, but Lacey around this point says like her strategy is to get the girls riled up. And I'm like, "Yeah, she's definitely succeeding." I mean, mm-hmm. she said that she says that here, but she said that like the last couple episodes too. Like she's just like, "My goal is to just get them pissed off at each other." I, I called her um, Iago from Othello last episode. I think <laughs> I don't know, that's a good one. That's a great yes. reference. Yes, making use of that degree somehow, some way. <laughs> Jess says she's like the thing that pisses me off the most, and like I'm being a hundred percent honest, which is like that's how you know Jess doesn't get into fights that she like thinks that like that appeal to being sincere is going to mean anything to Lacey. Mm-hmm. If you're she's really like, sincere, 
You God knew it was coming, it. yo. You God can't say the worst in fear around me, and you know it. I'll go Conrad Birdie all day on this. And shit. what's terrible is I think that there is between oh, between for the love of Jesus Christ for the also her cat has been coming in and out of frame this whole time. I what know. Are you oh saying? yeah, it's it's like right there. <laughs> oh, okay. Actually, I think that there is a contestant either on for the love of Ray J or flavor of love season three called sincere that one of them called that sounds familiar i never watched for the love of ray j so i'm gonna go ahead and say that that's probably from flames yes okay i I agree i don't think that i paid a ton of attention to it but it was a thing i i definitely all i remember is danger she smashed the homies that's literally all i remember Oh, danger! One, yes, that's a Ray J thing. Tattoo. Yeah, danger. She smashed the she homies, smashed and I have homies. a, I have a vivid memory, right? Because it was the weird episode where Flay uh, he does that thing that like Flav did, where he brings yeah. brings a bunch of friends to like suss them out, and gotcha. one of the friends is like, "Oh, that girl looks really familiar. I think we hooked up." And Ray J starts to do that thing where he gets really embarrassed that like one of his mm-hmm. friends also slept with this girl. And they all start chanting it to like make him feel even worse about it. But the thing oh, is, come on. all of the friends, and I, I'm confident that I've told you this before, Mike, but g- go ahead with your Louis Anderson references. That he, <laughs> <laughs> that he, I swear to God, like he's got all these friends. And like, I cannot tell you a single one of most of his friends that come, except one person. And that one person is Tom Green. And Tom Green does not know what he's saying, but everybody else is around him is chanting, danger, she smashed the homie. And Tom Green looks so lost, but he's chanting right along with them. So Tom <laughs> Green is just buddies with Ray J? I, maybe. I, I don't guess. know. Like, I just think about like, Alvin's. I, I think Tom Green was friends Tom with Green Alvin. Yeah, he was friends with everyone. He was, and I think he was too, married to Drew Barrymore for a spell. Sure was, yes, right? Don, forget. 2002. Yeah, I think he's a man overboard fan. Weird, right? <laughs> I I think that also we're we're noting we're missing a key component to this, and that there is no more place like TRL where like famous people can cross paths. Yes. Mm. Huh. And like if you think about like the intersection of people that you would come home on a weekday after school and like it would be like we're having this person and this person and this person and it's like that doesn't happen anymore maybe snl a little bit that's yes. that's what i was good point say. good yes. point because they're all really buddies that seems like like we just watched the Chappelle thing but they kind of bring that up with like him that's at snl but with ariana grande i believe mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh where were we Oh, um, so oh, yeah. I forgot. Like it was like Jess was like uh, the thing that pisses me off the most, and I'm being a hundred percent honest, is that you talk down to people. I would I would never disrespect somebody to get what I want. That's just my personal morals. Jess says that like when Lacey volunteered to speak, Jess was like, I was like, fuck you, and Lacey's like, yeah, that's cool. That's what I was thinking before, where she was like, yeah, that's cool. It's like. Girl, what? <laughs> like, uh huh. Okay. Like, literally, no, nothing to say back. Like, what a weird react. Like, if somebody said, like, I wanted to be like, fuck you, I would be like, um, well, damn. Like, I wouldn't just be like, I understand. I mean, like, maybe yeah, I, I would understand. Even if I understood, I wouldn't admit it. Like, <laughs> Jess says, why do you think that you're more capable of saying this stuff than I am? Which this is where I wrote here. I wonder if this is like an agent security thing for Jess. Possible. Yeah. And Lacey just straight up says to her face and like her best burn in general is like, 
because I do a better job than you do. Ooh. Yeah, that made me laugh. It's <laughs> like point blank period. Like, because I do, I, I volunteered because I know I do a better job. It's like, I love it. Savage. I think she says that almost like, what's like the thing that's going to really piss her off? I'm like, I'm just going to say that. Yeah. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. Yes, exactly. A very what calculated response. Jess says in a talking head that Lacey's so jealous that if we win, I'm sure she's like, she's going to try to go on the solo date but i'm not gonna let that happen and Lacey's like i'm the one who put us in the positions that we were in i was the one that talked to the photographer about the different angles jess tries to cut her off but Lacey's like i picked the picture i picked the picture like i feel like if Lacey, the thing that makes me like not take Lacey seriously as like an actual badass is like in these fights she actually gets very riled up she really gets her, uh, lets her emotions get to her. It's true. Which, that's the thing, again, I just, I can't not compare it to New York. That New York would never. New York oh, would hell never. no. New York oh. would have fucking, like, twirled around her and said peace just and, like, walked an away. An unbothered queen. Phenomenal. Oh, yeah, Cause, for sure. Because you look like a man and you need to get that facelift. <laughs> like, New York <laughs> on Rock of Love. New York on Rock of Love would not be fair. Oh, <laughs> She would have demolished, like, she was already demolishing yeah. the black girls. The white girls would have been terrified. It's like, like people who play video game throwback. We're talking, she would have been the game genie slash game shark. Anyone who plays video games that listens to the show knows what I'm talking about. She is the cheat okay. code, and it's phenomenal. <laughs> I'll take your word for it. I yes. don't, I don't up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, A, B, start. <laughs> yes. Okay. I think that's what it is. Jess doesn't even respond to Lacey, like, making those claims Lacey with her corn out of nowhere says if this was the apprentice <laughs> she would have been fired Jess just basically glares at her and like Lacey's laughing and she's like well, I just need to like clean this stuff up I need to go because she knew that she fucking won despite like putting in minimal effort in this fight yeah and this is where like like Siobhan said like oh it's so easy for me to rile them up they just don't get it that's part of my strategy and Dr- Jess threatens her again as she's walking away. She's like, I'm ready to break her fucking neck. Oof. I, I know, right? Like, once in an episode is one thing, but twice is like... Jess is angry. Yeah, she, they really hate her. Yeah. I can only imagine what you don't see, too. Because, like, think about oh. them together all day. Yeah. So imagine all the little microaggressions that we have not been privy to. I think this is too- where it's... Oh, go ahead, Sonia. Sorry. No, sorry. That I think, too, that, like, at least... I'm sorry to keep bringing it back to New York, but, like, at least when New York was terrible to the Never other lady... She- I was just going to say, how dare you <laughs> apologize to no, us? No, no, That she was... <laughs> she, she was, like, consistently... It doesn't seem like the critiques leveled against her are that, like, are the same of what gets leveled against Lacey, which it seems like they're always, like, one minute she's super nice and one minute she's super bitchy. And New York, that was never leveled against her. It's like that she's a bitch 100% of the time. That it's like, that would be really annoying, especially if you're not really people who are into drama, to then have somebody be kind of nice to you and then be kind of mean to you. That it's like, oh, you're full of shit. Like, I never really yeah. understood why they kept Very claiming Lacey. Yeah. That, like, I'm sure Lacey's also probably being extra terrible when the cameras are on. But, like, it's not like she's especially yeah. good at talking shit. A lot, like, there's plenty of scenes where they catch her talking shit about them. See, it's very... Mm-hmm. I don't know if anyone watches Big Brother, but it's where they have like Big Brother. They have the show like After Dark or if you have CBS All Access, you can mm. literally watch the cameras at any point in the day. Oh, I would a thousand percent watch. That's where this. with so- a show like this, like outside of the deep, like you're going to get extra scenes and deleted scenes and all that on like the DVDs. But like imagine a show like this where it's not going to be 24 seven because they're sleeping and stuff. But imagine with you can literally watch it 16 hours a day. 
and it's them doing things and partying. And I mean, in this case, we find out they're going to sleep at four, waking up at six. You can literally sit at home, watch everything. You can see every interaction. And then like, I mean, I don't want to say like the fans should vote or anything, but like in Brett's case, he can't see it or whoever the love interest would be in this case. You know how insane it would be if we're yeah. all sitting at home like, we know what's happening, but he doesn't. Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, we're yeah. kind of it's kind of like that now anyway. So, I mean, we are seeing plenty of Lacey that Brett's apparently not or choosing to ignore. Because there's got to be a ton of stuff that is said or done that they just can't put in. I mean, it goes oh, back absolutely. to the Mia thing. Mia wasn't mentioned like all season till now. Imagine if she said or did stupid things. You'd be like, oh, yeah, this kind of like explains everything now. I don't yeah. normally, and I'm and in comparison to Bravo, I don't normally buy the whole like editing thing. Oh, I'm 100% on the editing side. But, you <laughs> but on that, in too. this case, I do buy it a little bit more than I normally do. There's stuff left out on purpose because they need to like portray the characters they want to portray. Right. A little bit later, I guess, Jess is talking about like what the conversation that just went down with Sam and Mia. And she's like, oh, so Sam, do you feel like it was a joint effort? And Sam's like, well, she wouldn't really let us talk at all. And just like, well, Lacey's claiming that she did the whole thing. And Sam is sputtering in a way, again, This is, I can't believe this is the second week in a row I'm bringing this up. But it's like, lipstick in my Valentino white bag? From TikTok. <laughs> That's <laughs> oh, how I called it. That's the TikTok. That's like, I feel like Sam is just like weirdly like sputtering with anger. And she's like, where is Lacey? And she just fucking takes off like it's on a like woman on a mission. Straw. Yes. This is where I start this- to, I start to root for Sam. I like Sam now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like that she stood up for herself. Yeah. I love that when Sam confronts Lacey at the end, she just goes, you're a fucking idiot and walks away. Yeah. She's just <laughs> like, right. Like I, she just is like so fed up that she's like, you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> So this is what, like, Sam says in a talking head now where she's like, Lacey's trying to make herself look good and she doesn't deserve it. Oh, this is, yeah, this is exactly that scene where Sam, like, yeah. walks up to her and she's like, you know, like, and what's so funny is, like, and this, Lacey does this a lot where, like, Sam is clearly, like, ready to fight her and Lacey's like, hi, what's up? Like, not even in, like, a b- bitchy, passive-aggressive way. Like, mm. d- it's almost like she thinks that, like, Sam is just here to have a regular conversation with her. And Sam's right. like, so what were you saying, by the way, like, that we didn't put any input in last night? And Lacey's like, well, yeah. And Sam's like, what the fuck? And Lacey's like, I'm just saying, like, Jess didn't act like a, like, so she's not even putting it on Sam. She's like, it's all Jess's fault. Like, Mm -hmm. Jess didn't act like a creative director. She acted like a makeup artist. I kind of wonder, too, if some of this, like, Jess-specific, well, I guess not really, because he seems to show a lot of interest in Sam, too, that I was like, I wonder if it's Jess-specific threat. Like, she's trying to target Jess because she knows that how much he likes her, but yeah. I mean, he seems to really be into Sam, too. So I guess that's not really... That he theory likes Jess sucks. more. He definitely likes Jess more. So Jess is younger. Yeah, he knows Sam's not going to be able to deal with his lifestyle. Exactly. Yeah. And he's yeah. not playing to bring her to be a part of. <laughs> yeah. I swear, like, I'm convinced that he's got... He keeps... I mean, I think that he does like Sam, but I think part of his attraction to Sam is very, like, a star is born, where it's, like, you think that you're getting inspiration from this person. Like, it's kind of... It's a very toxic, like, our relationship will be so catastrophic that I'll be able to reap creative benefit from this. So Sam says in a talking head, like, we weren't able to contribute because you were talking the whole fucking time. And Lacey's like, well, I tried to let her talk. She just didn't have anything good to say, which... I swear to God, if I could sum up my personality, like why I and <laughs> I just I, I resonated deeply with that line, basically. <laughs> like I cut you off because you weren't saying anything of importance. <laughs> like, yeah. 
That's not why I interrupt people across the board. The Gemini. But I, I can feel, I, I, I understood. I felt that emotion before. Like Lacey's standing right now. No, I'm so Sam. This is where Sam storms off and is like, calls Lacey a fucking idiot. And I swear to God, like, obviously I love to swear, but I feel like I really just reserve cunt for like very specific, She's very angry situations. Time. She uses it like mm. the way British people use it. She just threw that <laughs> shit around. And I'm like, I, this is very jarring for me. I'm not used to hearing people use it in that way. And I'm far from a prude. But... That word. I don't think I've ever called someone that word. I think I've only, I don't know if I've ever called somebody it, but I think Since that I've referred been together, to people. I think I've been not... called that word and it was deeply offensive. Right? <laughs> like, I feel like it's it just, it's it's not something that I, I save it for very specific. Me like, too. Like, I... bad yeah since we've I been like together i don't know if i've ever heard that in my life and i don't think it was even to their face but like was like, right oh my God. right exactly yeah. yeah i feel like sam uses cunt the way british people use it which is like jarring for me but i know that like the rest of the world doesn't yes. take it as seriously. yeah she used so it think... at least twice this episode for yeah. lacy right so now it's time for the presentations and brett is back from the studio allegedly and he's really excited to see the album covers I didn't realize how much he's been involved in these episodes until he was gone for about half of the episode. Yeah, he wasn't in this one a lot. And that's, it was very, it felt very flav that he was not really there. <laughs> he's in the hey, studio. He was at the studio. Yes. Yeah, I, well, no, I know. But like, I feel like he's, a, I didn't realize how much he's really around until I was like, oh yeah, we haven't seen him in a while. Evo is there also to help serve as a judge. Brett says in a talking head, that he trusts his boy evo this is his world and he definitely knows what's up he follows that with i want to find out where these girls thought what these girls thought of where my career should be why are you letting a bunch of 20 something year old women <laughs> decide with no experience in this realm decide what and your career is going to be your point of reference for your career up to this point exactly. literally you may as well be uh, like you may as well have never been famous ever you may as well be a bachelor <laughs> Like, I don't I don't know you or what your goals are. So Team B presents first, which is Brandy, Heather, and Mia. They pull off the sheet and I wrote, the picture is bad. Like, bad enough that I would have done a spit take had I been drinking something at the time. So I will try to describe it. It's not really my strong suit, but obviously, as we know, there's a car in it, but it's they put in like a really shitty, poorly edited desert like uh, in the background and Brandy's looking at Heather who I I described her as looking like she's in a Mad Max parody like porn parody oh that's a good one yep because it looked like a really low budget attempt at trying to capture whatever they're doing in Mad Max Mad Max scene because yeah, Brandy's kind of like leaning against the car with her like arms crossed like looking over her shoulder towards yeah Heather. like it was and the thing is I, I'm sure that there probably were other shots that they accomplished from this that would have not only conveyed it better, but just like would have made more sense. Because I mean, as much sense as you could like make. A broken road mechanic. Brandy wasn't doing anything to fix the car. She was just like hanging out. And also <laughs> the pose. The pose is kind of just like why would if it's not supposed to represent Brett, then like why is she kind of posed that? Way? I feel like I'm explaining right. it badly, but it's like why would you? I don't know. Wouldn't you be sort of like a background person if it's not supposed to represent the main? Yes person i don't know I, i'm explaining this like horribly buddy cop movie. Yeah, but Wait. a bad buddy cop movie yeah. yeah it's a bad buddy cop movie for sure also it's worth noting that there are three different fonts so the word brett is in gothic script michael's is in like a regular sans serif like 
block lettering and broken road is in like scribbly all lowercase whatever and it's all different colors it's very graphic design is my passion I love that as we'll get into how Mia's talking about it, but I love that Brett's like taking notes. Yes. <laughs> very like, this earnest project, about that. <laughs> like this is project runway and he's like, like, you know, trying to make a decision on the gown or something like it just was, was so absurd. Him. I actually enjoyed that. I was like, okay, it's so he actually does care a little bit. He yeah, took this challenge was, way too seriously. You're criticizing him earlier about it, but it clear it shows how much he actually cares about music and his I'm career. I'm criticizing him for his life that seriously it's absurd always take it that serious but this isn't like an actual comp if this was the apprentice i would like maybe feel a little bit differently about it but like this is just a filler activity to promote the album they're not trying to get anything of value out of this not they but maybe him he could have looked no he's not this feels like when i was working for a marketing agency and part of like the final straw of the thing that made me quit is my boss wanted us to all redesign the website despite the fact that we had no web design experience he wanted us to design the website but told us flat out that he would never most likely not use any of our designs at all he just wanted us to practice and this was my full adult job like this wasn't an internship this was an actual job and i was like I am not taking time away from client work for you to just try to teach me a lesson. And that's kind of how I feel here, where it's like, Brett's not trying to actually get an album cover out of this. This is just like, what can we do that's tied to the album and give them an excuse to be absurd? And that's all this was. So him taking this seriously is like, do you even know what you're doing here? Brett says something that I guess I'll apologize on his behalf kind of comes across transphobic now in hindsight, where he's like, So I look over and I see what I thought was a dude at first with gray hair and a bandana and like a mustache and a gray beard. And I'm thinking, is that like a dude or like what? And then he's like, and then I realize that it has tits. It's kind of problematic. I think he's just trying to like, they're just trying to be like, Brett, act as confused as possible about this. (laughs) So that's why it's like, what is this? Right. Like, obviously, you know, it's Brandy. Like, you... (laughs) Evo is like really harping on this thing about are you trying to say Brett is getting old and the ladies are all not only disagreeing but like almost incredulous at the suggestion which it's like I mean that wouldn't necessarily be my thought but it's not off base for him to right take away from it right so Mia then follows this up with a clarification that it's not meant to be Brett it's just a male prop I thought that was funny. I just, what, what is a male prop? And then she just is kind of like, um, she and knows what a prop is. That, a prop. That's sweet. Is that a before or a prop? So she's like kind of just like stuttering on what to say next. And Brett's basically at this point, it's his mind is made up that she's the one going home. Mia then explains the album name. And she's like, our title signifies when you feel that things in your life can't be fixed or you've or you've really feel like you've hit an all-time low. You've really feel like you've hit an all-time low is actually what she said verbatim. That's two yous. <laughs> two yous. <laughs> Brett says that he thinks he loves to do like a qualifier when he speaks and he'll be like, here's the thing. Either in talking heads or to them in real life. Mm-hmm. So he's like, here's what's catchy about it. The colors pop. And then he literally has nothing <laughs> else to say. <laughs> literally nothing else. Hot. To say. That was genius. The car is hot. Yeah. Hilarious. 
And he makes a valid point of like, we've got Brandy who's super hot, Heather who's super hot. Like, why aren't they straddling the hood of the car? And it's like problematic, but he's also not wrong. And this is what I mean by like, um, yeah. he didn't have to go too deep for Brett. Like, he just no. wants to see some hot girls being yeah. hot. He just wants to see hot girls on hot cars. That's all. That's yeah. all you needed to do. And also, I think that, again, it feels like a little bit of a dig at Heather. Like, it's like, we've got Heather and she didn't even try. Like, I feel like the subtext of this is that she didn't even try to look hot when it's like she really did try to look hot. Like, oh, no. Well, well, she didn't have that her. much time, though. I'm sure she takes a lot more than. I don't know. I feel like you said before, though, about the stripper thing. Like, I feel like she probably. I mean, also, when you're dressing for the dark versus a set with lights, True. is like two well- different kinds of looks. I feel like she put a lot more effort. We we'll get to it later, but like when they do the second photo shoot, yeah, I feel like she puts like she has curlers in her hair and like all this stuff. She puts a lot more effort into it. I mean, obviously she had more time, so she makes a better yeah. effort. But it's like still she she does her makeup kind of the same way, and it's like it feels like she only really knows how to do her makeup for a dark strip club. Pretty much, probably. That's what I'm yeah. realizing now. Like as I'm saying it out loud. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Brett says to ladies uh, that he thinks the concept would have worked better had the guy been standing there kind of broken down with grease all over him working on the car and then two beautiful girls were there. And it's like, well, one, we we didn't have enough people for that, right? But also that idea is like why like he's broken down with grease all over him. It's like, I get like... I don't think that that idea was any better like honestly and i'm not and i wouldn't be giving these props unnecessarily but like i feel like mike had the best idea thank you you did the cop thing was sexy cop pulling over the topless chick she's (laughs) kind of bent over cleavage showing as the sexy cop come on or call the album indecent exposure like something that would probably be good i I mean did they have an album called that they might have somebody poison. Ooh. I don't know. Maybe somebody. I feel like somebody during this era did. Well, they'd have to switch it up a little. Instead of indecent exposure, it'd have to just be called like decent exposure. <laughs> it'd be like oh, yeah. biscuit with instead of significant other, insignificant other. Evo's like, so Mia, you were ultimately the person who was the creative director, and you're now in the hot seat. And Brett's like, they call that the fall person in the music business. It's like. Or, like, in general. Any business. In most businesses. But I realized that Brett has been doing this since he was 16, so he literally knows no other. Ray Lewis had a fall person. There you go. I was going to say, Diddy had a fall person. Like, it's that's, I guess it is amusing. On to T-Bay. This picture, when they finally reveal it, is definitely better. I will give props words due. The staging of it is very good. Lacey straddling Sam. And, like, Sam's got that very, like, broken down doll kind of look mm-hmm. that Miss J always loved on America's Next Top Model where like her eyes are kind of vague. It's just, it's very good. And Lacey's making the scary devil face. Jess said they did the concept because Lacey has the eyes of the devil. I know. That was like <laughs> such a good, like sneaked, like a snuck in kind of shade. I really like that. She was just but, so matter of fact. It was like, well, Lacey um, has the eyes of the devil. <laughs> Lacey um, as objectively looks like Satan. So uh, yeah, uh, Jess says that the picture is obviously Sam uh, representing the angel and love metaphorically and it's portraying temptations that come along with every relationship brett says in a talking head that when jess revealed her cover i was like wow this is hot a little girl on girl a little heaven a little hell and then goes i can't i I don't have the energy to do it but he howls like a wolf and he rolls his r's like i just don't have the energy 
and like I think this taps into like what you were saying is that like he didn't really need very much. Nope, <laughs> like not at all. Yeah. He didn't just, need a lot of show, thought in it. Show him some tits and he's fine. So I got to do. Yeah. Evo, despite having a little bit of a crush on Jess, says like obviously you guys are hot. You'd have to be blind not to see that. But originality i mean like what's original here and jess is like listen i understand that it's cliche but lacy looks like satan so we're, we got to work with what we have <laughs> yeah. she admitted it was cliched i was like that's good i'm glad she didn't I mean, try to be like no 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 this is deep yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. I mean, like i love that the basically the gist of this is like we're working with what we got like yeah i love it they only had an hour. They did the best they could. They certainly did the best they could, especially considering they didn't go into it knowing what they were doing either. Like they had to think mm-hmm. on the spot about an album cover. Jess says that her devil eyes tell a different part of her soul. Oh, no, hold on. She, well, oh, so basically, I, th- I think it's kind of funny that she basically calls Lacey ugly in front of the cameras and then like Lacey's attempting to smile through it. <laughs> like, and then like that's the voiceover moment. So Jess says, like, that look tells a different part of her soul, whereas Sam's eyes, like, she's more dreamy, and it's supposed to be a contrast between the two people. So Lacey's like, Jess calls my eyes evilish. I think that she sees me as evil, and she's intimidated by that. It's like, or, or you portrayed an evilness. Or, like, you're, like, consciously making an effort to do that, but, you know, yeah. whatever. Who the fuck am I, right? He says, like, uh, I want you guys to take down a couple things that you need to be careful of and that in the Bible Belt, this cover wouldn't fly. And I'm like, wow, we're really reaching for critiques here, huh? I mean, I guess it's valid, but like... 14th on the country charts. Come on. And like, I, my thing is, too, at first I was like, is it the girl on girl thing or is it the devil thing? Both. Maybe a mixture yeah, of both. Yeah, yeah probably. Brett then kind of talks to both of them in general and is like, here's the thing I can say for both CD covers. Both are catchy titles. And I literally just wrote, no, like (laughs) they're not, they're bad. Like they're one is ironically, the more boring concept has the more abstract title and the more boring title has the more abstract concept. So he thinks that broken road is a good concept, but slightly confusing. He thinks that, I like finally just started calling it a bunch of things because I couldn't remember what it was called. It, like, so I just wrote down like dance with the devil in the pale moonlight uh, <laughs> is going to catch your attention a little bit quicker. But the problem is it may never see a record store. I was just curious if there's ever been a song called Broken Road and Rascal Flats had a song. Yeah, called God bless. Yeah, 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 God bless the Broken Road. Road. Yeah, yeah. And then someone else named Sully Erna did have a song and album. Oh, no. The song was just called Broken Road. But that's yeah. it. I would think that more people yeah. would have that. Yeah, that would seem like more common. That would come up more often. Yeah, yeah. I was a little. Yeah, that is actually there's surprising. More, that, that... Nobody else that. There's nobody else that's like famous. Hmm. I mean, yeah, like I know the Rascal Flatts one. I think that that was like a song around this time, too. Like that Bless was like the Broken song. Road. Yeah. yeah. That was. Mm-hmm. Okay. No, you might be right. Yeah. I feel like that's a very second marriage wedding song. Every long, long. <laughs> right? I can, like, it? Yes. I play that on acoustic <laughs> guitar. Thank you. That's funny. Brett says that for pure pop's sake, what would pop off a shelf? His true pick for today is 
And again, because I couldn't think of the, what it was called, I just wrote When Love Takes Over by David Guetta featuring Kelly Rowland. <laughs> wow. I just couldn't think of what it was called. It was like when the devil, like I, I seriously, I couldn't look back at my notes when and I found it. The devil, I think it was something like I, that. Who fucking I cares? I, I don't it's think bad. I even wrote it down. It's not worth it. Glad to see how seriously you take the show yes. as well. I think you're it said like, when what? love dances with the devil. When love dances, when love with, dances the with the devil. Yes, thank what, you. What is Oh, I have it right here. Justice Team, When Love Dances with the Devil. Brett okay, likes the so album cover. Evo asks with the originality of it. Look at this. So he says he thinks it pops, it shines, and he's very excited about it. Brett says at the end of the day, he was willing to take no record sales and handle the record cover that was hot and sexy. Brett tells Lacey and Sam that they're going to do something really killer with him today and that Jess and tells Jess that he has something really awesome planned for her later on. So, of course, Lacey's like seething in her talking head. Brett thanks them. He tells them that he takes it really seriously and that both of them were really cool. And I'm like, oh, oh he's going to be nice. Like, you know, he's not yeah. going to be. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's true. So as they kind of break off, Lacey asks Brett to like talk one-on-one and they go into his room which is like again it's so funny that Lacey's like I don't have any time with him it's like not only have you been on one date so far which is more than some other people on this show you've been like cloying for all this extra alone time with him where you're ratting people out like what are you yeah, doing? You talk to him all the time yeah but that's kind of what you have to do on these shows you gotta make your extra time you gotta like come and grab yeah, yeah. it you gotta exactly. do the work that's why it's funny The of love shows when it's the very first episode, it's always so funny to see, like, all the girls, like, trying to figure out a way yes. to get their moment when there's, so like, 15 cringe. of them at first. So cringe. Lacey tells him outright that Jess didn't step up to the plate as creative director. She was more of a makeup artist and was maybe an assistant to the photographer by moving some props around. And she's like, you know, the winning photo was picked by me. And I thought it was weird that, like, as they're having this discussion, they're holding hands and he's, like, rubbing her hands to soothe her so weird oh, i wasn't sure if it was him rubbing hers or her rubbing his i thought right. it was her rubbing his yeah hand rubbing was going on it was it was just i took it as like her manipulating trying to be manipulative being like oh like i don't know yeah i, don't know. I guess it's a physical touch thing brett says in a talking head he's like if there's any girl that knows how to fight for a man it's definitely lacy and i noted here that he's got that vacant look in his eyes that Flav <laughs> would develop that when he talked about new york <laughs> <laughs> when like that's uh, the more dead in the face he looks when he talks about them the more you know that the only reason why they're there is because producers are like they're good tv mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's not quite at the like new york level yet but it's close so well, here it's very apparent like because the girls are like openly being like well we'll guess we'll get to it in a minute how yeah. what sam says Lacey's like and this is like so awkward and I guess technically you could blame it on editing. But at the end of the day, she did say it where she's like, I promise I'm not really crazy. <laughs> Cringy. And Brett's like, I only think you're mostly crazy. <laughs> like you're not crazy. <laughs> and Lacey's like, I'm only 90% crazy. <laughs> and Brett's like, thank God. Now we're safe. <laughs> like everybody's like working their way awkwardly through this very uncomfortable conversation <laughs> I mean, like i didn't think they had much chemistry you know no not at all i think brett is just a messy bitch who lives for drama which i'm about to talk about a little bit more but like 
the one thing I have to give credit to Flav for is that, like, once he clocks that a girl or a woman is, like, really dramatic, that he loses all interest. Whereas Brett's like, yeah, I know that she's terrible, but I feel like I find her kind of interesting and, like, maybe I could use this as writing material. That's what I was going <laughs> to say. Like, I feel like it was more the producers in his ear being like, hey, she's going to make for like good TV because she gets everyone riled up. And oh, for sure. That's, 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 definitely why still, that's definitely why she's still here. I just think that he's like a little bit less opposed to it than Flav was when they kind of did that to him about New York. Yeah, seems like it. Yeah. Lacey complains in a talking head about how it's really important for her to get alone time with Brett um, because I haven't really had the opportunity to show him the real me. Again, yes, you have. And all he really knows of me is what the other girls have been telling him, which it's like he they haven't really been talking about you as much as you seem to, or at least not what we see. Not until like, this episode, at least. Right. Well, now she outdoes herself. She leaves the room. They kiss. And he's like, oh, I'll see you in a few. And Lacey's like wobbling out of the room because of her jacked up ankle. And she's like, oh, let me go see what the temperature is like outside, which is like inadvertently a metaphor for like the fact that she knows Jess and Brandy are out there talking shit. So Jess is like, so were you like in there just complaining about how I didn't do anything and like that you did all the work? And Lacey's like, um, no, I didn't actually. I just wanted to um get some. I mean, um, I just um uh I, I like I wasn't dissing you or anything. And Jess is like, I love that I wrote like totally unbothered. She's like, I think it would be better for him to see how people interact with you, and then he can really see your true colors. And she like ashes her cigarette and everything. Just like I a love bad that. Bitch. Yeah. I think it's like Brandy must have like hyped her up and been like, you don't need to take this shit from her. Like you need to stand up and be like, show him yep. who you really are. Mm -hmm. Lacey's like, well, um, it's not really important what you think. And then just like storms away. So Jess then decides that she needs to talk to Brett and let him know how awful Lacey is. So she's like slit like knocking on his door real bad. And he's like, oh, these girls are really determined. Like I'm, I'm really into like the passion. Like I'm really digging the passion. And it's like, is that? What you're taking away from them. It's not so much passion for you, though. It's passion for how much they dislike right. each other. Exactly. <laughs> Jess says that there have been multiple conversations between Lacey and a bunch of them in the house where she said things that were basically just really disrespectful about y you, Brett. And Brett's like, so you're all confused about why I keep her here. <laughs> so you're acknowledging full right that she should not be here. Yeah, and exactly. then keeping here for the drama, but you know, whatever. Jess kind of says what I was saying earlier that like sometimes she'll be really nice to them, and then sometimes she'll be really shitty to them, and they don't know what's real. And and Brett's just like, I don't know. There's just something about her, and I'm sitting there going, that thing is the producers. The the thing <laughs> is like what the producers are telling you to do. Jess says in a talking head that she wishes that Brett could see how crazy Lacey is when he, like when he's not around and. But they leave it on, like, a nice enough note where they hug and he tells her to get ready for their date by dressing warm and sexy. What? Okay. <laughs> I'm going to ask you two first. I'm going to ask. I'm going to ask. I'm going to ladies first. What if somebody told you on a date and you didn't know what the context was? And granted, it's a little bit different because, you know, we're in Jersey. They're in L.A., Warm and sexy probably means a different thing. Oh, yeah. But like if somebody if somebody told you that you had to get warm and sexy for a date, what would you wear? I guess something probably like jeans and boots. Right? And like a yeah, cuffy, say, like, a, like a, a sweater. A tight sweater dress with like black stockings and like boots. Yeah. yeah. 
booty heels like that's what I was thinking. Probably no, like a I don't have a lot of warmth with right. cleavage, so I can't say like, oh, it's a lot <laughs> I <know>. of cleavage. <laughs> it's like, like warm and sexy are kind of like contradictory. But like Mike, for example, yeah. like what what does warm and sexy in terms of women's clothes like? What would what does oh, that mean to you? I just think long sleeve slash pants, but like with boobs showing. There you go. <laughs> it's but as like, simple dude, as that. Like, but you as, don't understand. I, cleavage is like very. It, it leaves you vulnerable for cold. Now I like. I understand. Obviously, we know it's going to turn into a motorcycle ride, this or that. But it's like, yo, you could wear like whether it's jeans with like a leather jacket, but only zipped up to like where the cleavage is at the boobs. Like, there's That's true. definitely ways to do it. We in case about anybody he- had any questions about like what Mike finds attractive in a woman, <laughs> <laughs> how dare you? But uh, no, I've, I've made it very clear on this podcast. I would say people know I'm a boobs guy. It's time for the dates, and I was like, re- <laughs> like you knew it was some bullshit because the dates like really only made it into what was it the last like 15 minutes of the episode? Maybe yeah, yeah, it's a long time. They're quick. The date with. I would say really both dates, but really the date with Jess is almost nothing. It's just like, boom, boom, done. Y'all know yeah. she's ch- chilling. So it's Lacey and Sam's turn first. I really love Lacey's crop top here. Like it was I like bell sleeve and, and like it would still hold up. It's a really cute look. So they head outside and there's a Bentley convertible there. In true girl dad fashion, Brett makes them do rock, paper, scissors to <laughs> see who sits in the front. Oh, but the best part is that it's almost like he goes like, fuck Lacey. Because it's literally like Lacey goes, oh, shotgun. And he's just like, no, no, no. That's not how this shit's going. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> almost yeah. like yeah. he he wants Sam to be shotgun. He wants her to have a fighting funny. chance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm thinking to myself, oh, because there's so little time, we just have to only focus on the date. No, we get Heather tanning topless again. Always. Always. And she's having a conversation with Brandy about how it's Mia's fault that they lost, which it's not really. And Brandy says in a talking head that, like, basically, she, like, straight out says, like, somebody's got to take the blame for it and it's not going to be me. (laughs) So we might as well make it Mia. Do you think this was also a producer's idea being like, why don't you guys just like do a sexy photo shoot and just like show Brett like you really care? So I have to laugh because I like one of my weirdest like pet peeves about this show is like all the things that they managed to be able to get to bring into the house. But like the handful of times where there has been like sign making for one reason or another, they've always colored it in with nail polish where I was like, so you can get like cigarettes and shit, but you can't get markers. Right. And then on top of that, so now all of a sudden they're like, to cut ahead a little bit, that they're like, oh, so we have a Polaroid camera and like, look at these sexy, like fluffy handcuffs. And I'm like, you have a Polaroid camera and handcuffs, but you don't have markers? Yeah, the Polaroid had to been from production, (laughs) I feel like. Unless it was one of those things like at a wedding when you would have the disposable cameras at the table and they just (laughs) gave them the Polaroid to like take pictures with. I don't know maybe i have i don't know i was just like why do you have that and not markers i just thought it was very weird so they decide to do a series of sexy pictures to contradict the album cover and they openly admit to each other that basically they're willing to put their beef aside for this one instance basically because they both don't want to go home yeah they have a common goal and a common enemy in me. Yes, I, I guess. Like a common goal in, right. It's more like, if anything, it's not even like me as an enemy. It's a common goal of not wanting to go home. Right. Yeah. So we they get a little. well together. Yeah. I mean, they've got C 
similar vibes. Like it's a good, it was a good combination of people. It just was mm-hmm. like a working frenemies kind of relationship. So we get quick flashback to the date a little bit and we get a Brett Michael song off the album called I Like the Way You Move, as we can hear by the fact that we hear him saying, I like the way you move. <laughs> they pull up to the restaurant, which is called Neptune's Net. Familiar to fans of Vanderpump Rules because it's where Jax proposed to Britney. Yeah, I was like, is this the same place? I was it like, is. I know this place. <laughs> I had to Google it to make sure, but it is. And it's it, really like, where evil resides. If Lacey and Jax have both I swear it. to God, if it's like Brett's favorite place and like a favorite place of Jax's, like I feel like that's poor Neptune's net probably doesn't deserve the rep that it gets. I know. They're like declined in business. Exactly. <laughs> I wonder, like, I I guarantee, though, if you go there, they probably have, like, pictures of these, like, these oh shots. God. I would love a signed picture of Lacey on the wall. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so, I also thought it was funny that, like, Brett, like, just to prove the age gap between these women is, like, in a talking head, he calls Neptune's Net one of his favorite haunts. And if you're not familiar, if you didn't watch this episode or you're not familiar with Vanderpump Rules, Neptune's Net is kind of like a seafood shack. Like, it's really casual and low-key yeah. and i mean it looks it looks good because it's like you it can tell cool. like it, it's right on the beach it's just like a really chill like you can probably come there here. yeah yeah you can probably come there straight from the beach if you throw a cover up over it that's how chill like it's not even like straight up joe's crab shack level like we're not even going that far brett asks if jess actually contributed a lot to the project which i just wrote like messy he loves to do this and i've never seen this on any other reality dating show and i've asked bachelor people too i brought this up on the show before but it's like you have the opportunity to sit down and get to know these women or have them get to know you and you just want to talk about the drama in the house right because mm-hmm. that's what i was saying like Lisey's complained that he doesn't get to know the real her but all she does is spend time talking about the other girls right like you could this has been my issue with Lacey for a long time and like a couple of these ladies, it's like, maybe you should focus less on making yourself look good instead of trying to make everybody else look bad. Like, just be better. And then you won't have them really as competition. So Sam kind of shrugs and says that she thinks Jess did a good job. And Lacey's like, you want my answer? And Sam shrugs is like, yeah, go ahead. And Lacey's like, again, like if she had done a good job as creative director, I would have applauded her and said, good job. But we sat there and we dictated and all she did was write stuff down. And like, again, she's like, she did my makeup. And I think that was about it. And like, it's it's bullshit that she ended up getting the solo date. So Brett says in a talking head that Lacey's always throwing under uh, the other girls under the bus saying, you know, what they do, bad things about them. And he's like, and this is starting to worry me a bit. This is like your third talking head about this issue. Like, what are you even talking about? Lacey announces to the whole table that she has to go pee. (laughs) And I don't have an iconic line of the week this week, but the closest I got was Brett saying, so while Lacey's in the bathroom taking herself an innocent piss. <laughs> I love innocent. It's throwing innocent in there. piss, like just like like Lacey's minding her own business, going to the bathroom, like which is what a normal person would say. But an innocent Jess is like losing her mind. <laughs> it's just like I've never heard somebody refer to it as an innocent piss. Innocent till proven guilty. Innocent till proven guilty. There you go. Oh my god! Yeah. Brett Michaels so ridiculous <laughs> just the most like just an absolutely absurd human being for sure so 
It's like, so as Lucy's taking her innocent piss, Sam just, boom, she just gets right into the conversation. And Sam not only, like, goes to talk to Brett, but, like, gets up from her seat to sit, like, practically on top of him to be like, here's the tea on Lacey. Here's why she's full of shit, whatever. And Sam's like, I would. And it's and I just I'm laughing, given, like, that they were just on the show and are now, like, good enough terms, you know, whatever. They've all they grown up in this regard where she's like i would never be friends with lacy because i don't feel in my heart that she's genuine i just don't and i never have and i never will and i just wrote how the turntables oh did they <laughs> well i mean i don't know if they're friends but like they were friendly enough on the episode that i listened to you know like it was cordial oh, cool. enough and i think that like i mean it's not like sam it seems like sam now i think is a an english professor or really? something like that really? yeah wow. i just Good i just found her. her on linkedin that That's she's like an up. english professor or something so she you know like has other shit going on it like if Lacey were to hit her up she would have every reason to be like nah sorry like i'm not interested yeah. like you said they were like in well sam was like in her 20s when she did this yeah so, yeah i'm sure she does not the same you know like i right how are you going to still hold on to the anger to that degree especially considering like she wasn't one of the people that like Lacey literally put their safety in jeopardy she they just didn't yeah. get along so sam is like saying she's openly admitted to us that she's really manipulative and brett's like which isn't good no mm -hmm. you want to yeah. know which one of these women are really here for you like obviously the not the one who openly admits to being manipulative so brett's like it's almost like she's doing this to like look for someone to argue with her <laughs> sam says in a talking head that she uh Oh, she wants to believe that Brett will see right through her, but, like, he's somehow trying to understand her, which doesn't make any sense. And Sam says to Brett that she shows you one side, and she doesn't show that side to us, and then she shows us a side that she doesn't show to you, and it's super, like, malicious and manipulative, and, like, can you really trust that? And I thought that this was, like, a boss bitch move, given she's, like, half his age, but he's like, I I, I don't know, and, blah, blah, blah. and she looks at him, she goes, look at me, can you I trust know. that? And I was like, Oh, yeah. yes, there you go, Sam. Okay. She did. She did well this episode. This yes, was a good yeah. episode. Yep. We're all starting to root for. Her. Definitely, between like <laughs> what she's been posting on Instagram lately, like her most recent post is the white fragility book cover, and like between that and this episode, I'm like, all right, I'm I'm moving into her camp a little bit more. So, Sam Stan. <laughs> Sam Stan. <laughs> Sam's like so what are you doing and then there's like this dramatic pause that we never really see on the bravo show the bravo shows on the um on the vh1 shows where it's like a dramatic pause and it's like bum bum and brett's like i don't know and then one more bum and then commercial wait doesn't he say a, <laughs> a line here or is that when we come back oh we get a we get a talking head where he says my date with Lacey and sam was very informative however not quite as sexy as i wanted it to be there and it i have in all caps in my notes sir you asked for the tea and you brought them to a seafood shack he wanted some sexy tea damn it nothing about <laughs> like nothing about only wanting to like you instigated the hot gossip conversation and you brought them to like a pretty casual location that's not inherently sexy by nature. <laughs> so as they're leaving, a limo is in the Neptune's Net parking lot and Jess is in it and the other ladies get in and she gets out. So Jess is like, I really enjoyed taking Brett away from Lacey because like, you know, damn well, her eyes went to that devil look and she probably wanted to kill me. 
and we see a motorcycle sitting there printed with like old school taxi kind of yellow and yes. the black and white checks. And that is going to be part of their date. And of course, they're really trying to get their copyright money's worth. They're playing nothing but a good time here. I, I said to Mike and I really laughed about this because like Jess is obviously his number one of these ladies. And yes. the two dates that she like or the two activities so far on this show that she's gushed about the most were playing football and riding a motorcycle. And I was like, this is so the opposite of me. Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know too. how we ended what up together. That like, fun. Yeah. So like, I mean, that motorcycle, I mean, especially on like the PCH, that shit looks terrifying. No, it's an Actually, open road, like no traffic. Yes, thank you. I'm scared. I'm too scared of motorcycles. <laughs> I'm just a scaredy cat. If the person I was confident knew what he was doing and had experience, I'd be okay with it. Exactly. I, just, I, I feel like a motorcycle started dating and it was terrifying. I wrote it because I didn't want him to think I was lame. But as soon as we got <laughs> engaged, I had him sell it. Oh, yes. Wow. yes, this is, yes, we're split in half this this crap no i just i it's not it's not necessarily the driver i don't trust it's other people on the road that's more mm -hmm. of my issue is that you can't really like if it was on like an empty open stretch of road i think i'd be less scared but you don't know what other people are doing or not doing so not a broken road though mm -hmm. not a bro hopefully not, a broken, <laughs> not road. a broken road so they're riding the coast and she brings up in this and a later talking head about how his hair is blowing into her face but she loves holding on to him anyway we then cut back to the house and Brandy does a voiceover saying, we're going to show him the models we can be. And we see Heather getting ready with rollers in her hair. And again, a lot of makeup on. <laughs> they somehow finagle themselves a Polaroid. And it's just like really awkward because they are not making any effort to hide this from Mia at all. Or and, include her. Oh, right, right, <laughs> oh, yes, exactly. exactly. Even to the point that Mia's there, like, asking to participate in some way, shape, or form, and Heather's like, no. Like, absolutely yeah, she's like, not. I'll take the pictures for you, and they're like, no, we're good. <laughs> yeah, which, I mean, I don't think, like, making her take the pictures would have been a bad idea. But then I guess, yeah. I guess some of the room for that could be like, well, she, like, I took the pictures. Like, see how good of a job I did now? Whatever. Mm -hmm. So Heather says in a talking head that they're going to do it right this time, racy and sexy, because that's what sells, which is like, that's what you should have gone for the first time, you yes. dingbat. Brandy should not have been like, hey, let me put on a gray wig and be a dude. Right. Like, I can't, I, I will never understand the logic. So Brandy says in a talking head that she is doing this shoot to prove that she can be sexy as a woman. Fair. Poor Brandy. I love that she's just like, I was still sexy as a man, but I mean, I'm still going to be sexy now. <laughs> Did she say what? that? I didn't write that down. I, no, I'm just saying that's her attitude here. Oh, that that was the vibe. That I, she I love her confidence. Um, no. Is it Lacey the one that walks in when they come back and they're still taking the pictures? And she's like, I guess that's what happens when you leave two strippers alone. Yes. Yep. I was like, <laughs> yes, I love that line because I was like, yes, some signs of like dissension between the two like buddies. Yeah. Well, this is just Lacey talking down to people, like they say. Like, she thinks exactly. she's better than them because they're strippers. And so mm -hmm. she feels like that makes her superior. Mia says in a talking head when she offers to take them that she wanted to get a feel for what they were doing. So that's why she offered. And then when they declined to let her participate, it became apparent that these two girls obviously feel it's my fault. And they were pretty much saying, fuck you, Mia. It's like pretty much saying, no, they were straight out saying, go fuck yourself. We're trying to get you eliminated. Yes. It, like not in those words exactly, but close enough. 
and this is what I was saying. Like, I don't think she realized as they were working at it on the studio that like the way they were feeling. Like, I don't think she mm-hmm. really. Not at all. She's completely oblivious to the fact that they are trying to sabotage her and how she like how they perceive that she sabotaged them and herself. We get a very quick scene of Brett and Jess still riding. They pull up to the beach and Brett explains that it's like a private cove on the beach. Basically, it's just a section of the beach and there's two beach chairs and he piggyback carries her for some reason and they kiss and it's kind of awkward. I don't know why seeing them kiss is like really repulsive to me. I don't know. Maybe it's like the age difference and like Brett just seems extra old and creepy in comparison to her when he doesn't necessarily look that way all the time. He just doesn't have real intentions to do any like have a relationship with her too. Yeah. He just like thinks that she's hot and that's it. Yeah. We go back to the house and Mia's like, so it becomes apparent again, I guess this must have been on her word of the day calendar. She's like, it becomes apparent that Brandy is all of a sudden buddy buddy with Heather. (laughs) And (laughs) apparently besides the fact that they're literally topless taking pictures of each other and they're doing this photo shoot and they're leaving me out of it clearly so hey if that's how you want to play the game so be it so mia is just kind of like wandering around in the background as they're doing this and brandy and heather are just taking their pics and they look absurd and heather's in like a leather corset and underwear and these knee-high boots Brandy's in a white tank top and underwear and knee-high boots. They both have those hideous wraparound rimless sunglasses. And they actually I liked Brandy's hair here, but Heather's was a little much. Yeah, and I think Brandy ends up doing like a little like like a bra, like a red I think she's wearing like a red bra. I feel like when Lacey walked in, I was like, oh, Brandy actually looks kind of cute. Right. It was a good look. I just, yeah. And if Mia was so concerned, she easily could have done her own thing. Exactly. She could have, mm-hmm. yeah. She wanted to go home probably because why? At this point, I definitely believe so. I really like the one picture Brandy does at one point too, where she's like covering her boobs and she's got the microphone wire through her mouth. Yes, she does the hand bra thing here. Yeah, that's exactly what they should have done. It should have been the album cover. It's something similar. It's yeah, make it music related. No, it was a great picture. Then Heather does the, like, very 2000s bandana and a white tank top, too. Like, they did, like, several outfit changes during the course of this. Hey, they had to do what they could. And Brandy does a talking head. And I just wrote this down just because I was, like, I enjoyed her inflection. She's like, I looked hot. Like, she was surprised. (laughs) Poor Brandy. I know. And it's like, she's like a stripper, too. Like, she's, and she's pretty. Like, I don't get where this hesitation is. We love you if you're listening, Brandy. Yeah, yes. we love you, Brandy. In case we didn't make it clear. But, like, I also saw pictures of her, I think, like, when I was trying to Google her and find out her birthday and, like, how old she was, is, like, she had different hair colors and wore her hair different styles. And it all, she pulled it all off. And she's, like, showing pictures to Heather. And she's, like, I don't look like a man anymore. And this is when Sam and Lacey walk in. And when Lacey makes the comment about, she says, I come home and I see them taking semi-pornographic pictures. Like, ma'am grow up it just was like such a like weirdly prude (laughs) thing for her to do so she's like i yeah so like we said before i guess that's what happens when you leave two strippers home alone together which is interesting like it's like this is where the hunger game stuff starts to kick in a little bit like now that you know Mm -hmm. your alliance that you're getting down to just you and the person you made an alliance with you have to start you know treating them as a threat so they decide to they decide to post the Polaroids on Brett's bedroom door and leave it at that. I, so 
So we cut back to the date very quickly and we get what I call waddling seagull footage. A lot of people and animals waddling this week. We just like get an extended shot of a seagull just kind of just making his way down the beach. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, right? Like a nice moment of nature in this very bizarre show. So Brett and Jess sit on a blanket. Brett says that there's so much he likes about her and reflects on their other solo date and says that he felt really close to her and it wasn't just sexual, although it was sexual, he says. And Jess, I didn't get what she was saying and maybe y'all can help me make sense of this. And she's like, I was never frustrated or worried about the fact that you would get to know that you wouldn't get to know who I truly was. I think what she's trying to say is like, you she realized he'd come around to getting to know her eventually so she didn't need to try as hard she said she's like i I, she says i never really stressed about it i don't know why but i think it's because i'm confident in who i am and that tracks tracks yeah i think she's just trying to be like the antithesis of lacy just like you know too cool for it like it's you know it'll happen when it happens and i think like it's just it's a way of making her feel better than Lacey and Heather who are like doing the most to be all over him which is kind of like I feel like I if I was Jess I'd be throwing that in Lacey's face I'd be like you're a whole 31 years old like acting like an asshole Mm -hmm. on TV for this man of all people like girl you're embarrassing yourself Mm -hmm. I would if I was Jess I would have been throwing I mean and I say this as a 31 year old now like I would be throwing that in Lacey's face a lot more than Jess is wielding it for sure and yeah. oh, and obviously Brett finds that, of course, because Brett has to get turned on by everything, like the fact that she's so confident in herself and knew that he would come around eventually is in his mind to turn on. So they start making out and Jess is like, every time I thought this date literally couldn't get any better, it just kept getting better and better. Just sitting there and having him hold me and looking into his eyes, it started making me realize why I feel the way I do about him. And I'm like, that sounds Stockholm Syndrome as hell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Brett points out a dolphin, uh, the biggest freaking dolphin <laughs> that's going to come out of the water. And they freak out about dolphins for a couple minutes. Again, nature. Nature. Nature lover. I guess. Brett says in a talking head that we were there on the beach and it was beautiful and it was sunset and it was romantic. We got to suck face, which is always a good thing. Ew. So gross. You're yeah. way too fucking old to... Re- I mean, nobody should refer to it as sucking face, but definitely at your big age. Isn't that an 80s thing? <laughs> I mean, he yeah, talks- I think so. Yeah, he talks like a teenage boy still. I mean, he does, but like this is the first episode where I say that he typically talks like he's writing a shitty romance novel. <laughs> where he'll say things like like gorgeous breasts and i'm like ew relax <laughs> innocent <laughs> yeah. like ex- yeah. like flag on the play excessive horniness so then he's like i i remembered that i had to get back for elimination and i needed to speak with a few of the other ladies before somebody goes home tonight he would have appreciated that football reference right there, though. I, I know. That. I'm sure that he would have. And I made that during the football episode. Those excessive horniness. On the play. 15-yard penalty. Nice. So Brett and Jess walk into the house, and Brett goes to his room and sees the pictures on the door. And we get a late in the episode. What's a going on? <laughs> Your guy is like skin crawls every time he says it, right? Or is that I- just me? <laughs> oh, I laugh. I think it's funny. I almost want a t-shirt that says it, to be honest. 
I think it's funny, but I also think it's the kind of thing where like people have laughed at it probably because it's like absurd, but also probably to boost his ego. So now he like thinks that's his catchphrase. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I'm going to say it because it makes people laugh. And it's like, it also makes oh us uncomfortable. God. So, <laughs> and we see you know how you think it's spelled, Mike. I'll make you guys t shirts on my cricket. <laughs> <laughs> I have some theories about how it's spelled, but I'll, I'll definitely get back to you on that. <laughs> we also see him uh, adjust his dick when he sees the pictures. That is true. Oh, yeah. I missed that, thankfully. Oh, yeah, you're better off for it. Heather comes over and she's like all up on him and he's like gushing about the pics and he's like, I like this one and whatever. And says in the talking head, which I guess he is susceptible to their like, what is it called? Not brainwashing, but like susceptible to whatever sort of witchcraft they're trying to do and be like sexy brainwashing, I guess. But it's like. If if they had just done this, the, oh, he, he basically it's like the propaganda. It's like he's like, if they had just done this the first time, I would have picked them. It's like, so I guess it accomplished the goal that it was supposed to accomplish. Right. All he wants then, is sexy girls. And all he and he says outright, he's like, Mia failed them. He was like, it's like clearly the common denominator. Not the <laughs> fact that they just straight up did a better job and took better, sexier pictures that made more sense. It was Mia's lack of involvement that made the difference. Yeah. So Mia walks over and smacks Heather on the butt and tells Brett, oh, like, I need to talk to you. Oh, I thought she smacked Brett on the butt. I don't, I, somebody gets their butt smacked in a way that yeah, it's like, yeah. like a little bit, you're being a little bit too familiar with people that you're not yeah. really, you don't I have that comfort with. Drunk though. Didn't, didn't she seem drunk? Like she was slurring her words. Uh, yes, actually. Now that you yeah. mention it. That she makes knows. A lot of sense. That's why she knows it's her time. Yeah. Well, she's probably stressed because she knows mm-hmm. that, like, well, because I think, again, you really see it at dinner. We or haven't I'd rather brought, the end of dinner. We haven't really brought this up in a while, but I think it's worth noting that, like, with MySpace and like Facebook, this is like pre Facebook being something that, like, a majority of people used. Like, they didn't really know what their fame trajectory would be. Whereas like now for like the bachelor and stuff, all these people know they can be like Instagram influencers and whatever that yeah. like, they didn't know. So like it, the stakes were a little bit higher for them to stay on the show than they would be now. That's so hmm. Brett says in a talking head that Mia is like, Oh, now Mia wants to come up to me and have this deep conversation. And I'm like, why are you waiting until now? Is it out of love or is it out of desperation? Because she knows it's down to the sexy six and someone's going to go home. Well, it's you- true. Like I said, she needs to like bring it up a notch, AKA act sluttier. And she too little, too late, too little, mm-hmm. too late. We see some clips of Brett and her talking, but we just basically have his talking head as the voiceover for this. We don't get to see the contents of any other conversation, but he's like, um, so I have dinner for everybody and it's about to be out. So can you just go tell everybody it's time to eat? And she's like, oh, oh, okay. Like, and then this is so weird. He's like, I want to have a sit down dinner with, with the sexy six, a little sit down, a little chow, a little. And then he makes this like slurping, chewing noise. And I'm like, I wish I was dead. <laughs> my soul left my body. It just was so <laughs> disgusting. Yeah, I recall feeling the same way. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not. It's just. Ugh. So Mia's disappointed and says, she's like, I'm like making an ass of myself. And it's like, he doesn't even care. And it's like, well, if you would have made an ass of yourself earlier, then we wouldn't be in this predicament. Exactly. And this whole scene, like, 
honestly they could have done without i don't know why they even included it at all but everybody's sitting around the table brett pops open some champagne they cheers and brandy goes i guess he wanted to have a family dinner with us (laughs) like what a weird reaction so (laughs) lacy's going on a whole tangent about not eating meat and brandy's like i'm really sick of this animal rights shit she goes, I can't stand the animal rights shit anymore. Yes. <laughs> and she just fucking gets up from the table and just decides that she wants to lay down. Which she that doesn't is, go, yeah. She doesn't go to him a- and says like, oh, excuse me, or like, pardon me, everyone. It literally goes from filming. She stands up, pushes her chair in, and leaves. Hey, but really it works her. That is and, true. And I don't, like, my thing is like, I don't know if he would have followed just anybody, but. I think if he would have followed me. might. But Brett also likes to look like the like I think Brett doesn't want to hurt anyone's feelings. I do yeah. think that's true. Like I don't think that's he wants true. to be yeah. outwardly mean to the girls. So I think he might have followed anyone. I don't know if he would have followed Mia necessarily because I think he had his mind made up, but I think you're probably you're right for the rest of them. He probably yeah. And I think that you're right that he doesn't like and I think this was my issue with Flav too, is that he doesn't like to hurt people's feelings, but he really acts without a lot of regard for people's feelings. Yeah, <laughs> because he wants to look like a good guy. He doesn't yes. actually care about hurting yeah. their feelings or not. He wants to look like he cares. Yes, yes. He knows he's on camera. I think his performance mm-hmm. in his sex tape was very metaphorical for how he treats relationships, which is like the woman is doing a lot for him, but he <laughs> wants to watch himself performing. Oh, that's instead of hilarious. being no. instead of being in the moment, he's watching himself he's have watching all this happen to him. Moment. He's all Patrick Batemany. Oh my god, you and that Patrick Bateman callback. <laughs> Brandy, like, so he comes after her and, you know, she's like, I just can't take this shit. I was, like, a little surprised she was crying about it. Yeah. But Me she's too. like, I I really just can't deal with, like, the drama of this anymore and I just had to get up from the table and whatever. And Lacey tries to claim that it's an attention thing for Brett. I don't necessarily, I genuinely think she was sick of the conversation and just like, had no, had yeah, she just must get to you mentally at this point. Cause like they've been there for a while, even mm-hmm. if it's days, days after day, even if it's like four days, like that's just a lot to take. It's like, And it's, it's always the same person with Lacey. It's always yeah. the same shit. But I think also it's like the it's the out of your environment. It's obviously very stressful with the lights and the crew and the mm-hmm. and the pressure and everybody's going yeah. home. You're mm-hmm. drinking. You're not sleeping. You're there's always some noise and chaos going on. Like it's enough to make you not yourself. I would think. And I think Brandy becomes the third girl mm-hmm. to tell Brett today that Lacey sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, literally within a span of a couple hours, like not even a full day, like a couple hours. We didn't see Brett till like halfway through the episode. So this yeah. is like everyone, yeah. Just crunching in the time. Brandy tells him straight out that she like can't deal with this anymore. And Brett says in a talking head, I'm starting to find out that Lacey is hated by every girl in the house. Like basically everybody but Heather. It's like, oh word, you're just you just this is new? Okay. Oh, all right, sure. And he's like, I'm just starting to notice this myself. Okay, and yet she stays. So Brandy tells him that she's scared she's going to hurt Lacey because when I attack, I don't know what I do. Which, again, that's a little bit of a red flag. Yeah, that's a little scary. <laughs> Is that somebody you want to bring around your, like, uh, like toddler, like, elementary <laughs> school age daughters? Like, I'm, I As long know. as they're not Lacey-like. 
<laughs> okay. Or me so, like. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Brett's like trying to bargain with her again, big girl dad energy, where he's like, Can you just like really just like tough it out for tonight and just accept that I really like care about you and whatever? So they hug and they kiss, and she's like, Oh, I'm sorry. And like, you know, this is just a lot like on my plate and whatever. So Brett says, <laughs> It's like they have him explaining the same concept several different ways where he's like, I thought Lacey's crazy was just for me. Maybe she's truly crazy. So Brett goes back to the table and tells them that, oh, like, oh, she's just got a massive headache and whatever. Everybody knows it's bullshit. So Big John walks in and it's like so weird to me that they're always so excited to see Big John. Maybe it's just because like I don't like Big John. <laughs> but like They're always like, oh, my God. Hi. <laughs> That's like not Brett's that number one guy, so they gotta be well, nice to Big John. Yes, and they look at it as like, oh my god, someone else other than Brett or this camera guy, <laughs> you know? It's right. Well, someone else, is. thank God. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I guess, and also they wouldn't know his politics. Yeah. The way at least I'm not jumping off a, a tour bus and going into a dumpster. I guess also he's like pretty nice to them, and you know, yeah. yeah. But also, like his niceness seems more like a creepy kind of crush, whereas oh. like at least oh. Big Rick's was. Big Rick's was like, Big Rick just seems like a nice guy. Always hanging out, cleaning the dinosaur. Yeah, cleaning is the clean. Sounds like a euphemism, but it's not. <laughs> Big John walks in and he's like, listen, like, we're about to go to elimination. There is no opportunity for one-on-one -on -one time. Like, this was it. And Mia's eyes just go huge. And she oh, like yeah. looks like she, and she's like, what? Uh, and like, just... Is literally too chicken shit like to even say anything. Purpose. I feel like they did that on purpose. Like, oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, like, she's done. She's gone. Like, like what, let's just make this easy on everyone, yes. right? Although, yes. even if she would have been able to have a conversation with him, I don't know what matter. She could have said that it would have saved it her. Mattered. It was over. Yeah. She stood up. Like you see when she stands up from the table when he's leaving, and it's like she wants to say it, but they just won't let her. Well, because she awkwardly like comes up to hit like right next mm -hmm. to him at the table, and it's like it's very transparent what she's attempting to do. Yes. So he calls them the sexy six one more time in a talking head, and then hobbles into his bedroom to you know think things over. And now it's finally elimination time, so everybody's lined up. And Mia says in a talking head that she's feeling extra nervous because she hasn't gotten as much time with him as she would have wanted. Also, did you notice that the elimination looks have gotten pretty casual? She's in like a whole thing. Oh, do you? So okay. Her dress. Nice. Yeah, always, Lacey, always. Yeah, Lacey and Sam are just in like kind of plain, solid colored tube dresses or strapless dresses. I thought mm -hmm. Lacey's choice to wear white was an interesting one, too. Yeah. Lacey had some interesting fashion choices this Well, episode. I just meant more like it's convenient that she's wearing white to look more innocent in the one where she knows she's really getting talked shit about. Like, yeah. I think that that was like a subconscious, like, see, I can be good. Mm -hmm. And then Mia has like a cut out black top. I love like, that top, though. It was actually pretty cool with gold pants. And then yeah. Brandy, she looked good. She is, is in a wife beater and cuff jeans and her thumbs are in her pockets. <laughs> Literally just yes. never change, Brandy. Well, Brandy looked rough. Brandy, ran out of clothes. Brandy looked like that's where it's like, oh, maybe she has a headache. I started to believe she actually did. I you look, she looked tired she looked just drained i have something yeah. about her face later on because she makes a face and it was oh no it's not really that big of a thing but it just makes uh, more sense in context so okay. jess just talks about her awesome date and says that she hopes Lacey gets home goes home 
Brandy says she feels pretty safe after the conversation she had with him. And, you know, she hopes he realizes how evil Lacey is. Brett's look here is a little bit more understated than he's been the last couple weeks, which is saying a lot given that he has a snakeskin hat and a snake's a shiny snakeskin jacket. So understated. So he, yeah, super understated. Well, for, considering like how insane he's been dressing the last couple weeks, this is understated by Brett standards. So he says it's six girls, five passes. He does his whole spiel as per usual about how hard it is. So he's just going to get right to it. The first person is someone who he... Someone who he's almost positive was going to be going home pretty early. He just had a strange feeling that there was something there about them, though. And it's Jess, which is she is seven for seven in the top three. And her second time being the first pick. Yeah, she's in the top three. Like she's most usually number two. Number one every week. Okay, Uh, but either way, every time I think so far, she is seven for seven. Very nice. In going in the top three, three. yes. Yeah. And Lacey does a talking head whining about how she should have gotten the solo date, blah, blah, blah. The next person, he says, was basically the opposite of how he felt about Jess. There was an immediate connection there. It's Heather. And instead of his usual line of, you know, will you stay in this house and rock my world? He asks if she'll jump back into it and give him everything she gave him in the beginning, which I just read as like, you haven't been as topless in as many of like the around the house drinking <laughs> moments. Exactly. Right. That like, why aren't you doing more of that? Listen. I also yeah, have a he theory. It's like putting on a show for him as like love and like affection, you know? Yeah. Which mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, I, and I, I hate to like, I feel like there's no way to say this without sounding sex work shamey, but it's like, I mean, her job is to present herself sexually. True. And, and that is like, uh, like a feigned kind of intimacy Mm -hmm. so like it seems like it Mm -hmm. kind of got ingrained in her brain that like that's if she was like on a nature documentary that would be her mating ritual right (laughs) i like that okay (laughs) (laughs) i just i'm thinking about those like birds of paradise from like planet earth that do like the really ornate dances and they're really absurd feathers Mm -hmm. i swear to god especially considering how she like dolls herself up for him i swear to god heather is actually a bird of paradise in disguise that's I love that. <laughs> so the next person, he says there was another connection right from the beginning. I mean, it's pretty clear who he's talking about right away because he's like, oh, there was a rocky period in the middle. You know, she wanted to go home, but I wanted to keep you here. It's like, all right, beast, like settle down. <laughs> uh, How dare you? <laughs> and it's Sam. She like all of a sudden she's like done a 180 on like her concerns about this weird arrangement. And she's like, Brett understands me 100%. So now I'm feeling really comfortable. That's stupid. You're stupid. That's a mistake. So then he instead of his usual line says he asks if she promises to stay and be as emotional as ever because you know I love that. Brandy is up next. He says right from the get-go, she had a beaming personality, but has been feeling pretty beat up lately and is trying her best to hold on by a thread. A little dramatic, but sure. And now it's down to the final two. So he says that he knows Lacey is absolutely crazy, according to everyone there, and says to Mia that he knows that he feels a connection with her, which based on what? That he feels a connection to her, but he's trying to decide whether it's been too little too late. And he calls Lacey down. So Brandy, interestingly, makes a comment that I didn't know if it was in reference to 
an earlier episode where she claimed to suck his dick or if it was like the fact that she keeps going off with him and having these one-on-ones that she's like oh i wonder if it's what she did in the bedroom i don't know it was like childish mean girl shit like yeah yeah i remember yeah so he tells Lacey that she's crazy and <laughs> this had me dying so he's like and as we talked about our mediocrity today and how much i despise mediocrity because I don't relate to it. I, and I was thought like, that was hilarious. I, I can't relate to it. I mean, I, I just don't like it. I just, I just, I don't, I right. Imagine, like, that's how seriously, like, as seriously as we joke about him taking himself earlier, the fact that he's like, I can't relate to mediocrity. <laughs> that's really the gag of it, is I was like, I had to go back, because I, like, because the caption said mediocrity, and I'm like, I heard mediocrity, mm-hmm. but maybe I just misheard it. And then he says it again. That I misheard it. And then he says it again in the same sentence. And then I had to go back to like make sure. And I'm like, no, he 100% says mediocrity twice. Yep. So he says, uh, I how I despise mediocrity because I don't relate to it. I just I I can't understand it. And being creative artists, we both understand that. But he does want her to realize that he feels a connection to her in his heart, and the fact that she's crazy for him lets him know where she stands. He gives her a pass. And Mike, this is what I was saying before: is like she's making this face here. And it's like her soul is leaving her body, but also like she's shitting herself. Like she just like is like dead faced. It's like very weird. That means that Mia is eliminated. He tells her that she looks more. This was so mean. He's like, you look more beautiful than you've ever looked. And that I feel. Which is like not true. She looks she she looks looks great. I think she's worn this outfit before, to be honest. Oh, she looks great. She's an extremely pretty girl. Yeah. Did he also make a comment being like, oh, this was the closest I've ever felt to you? Yeah, that was what he says. He goes, Mm -hmm. like, what is that even based on? And also, I remembered in the course of this conversation that they did go on a date. It was a group date, but she did go on one. Mike, do you remember that? She was on the shooting date, right? The shooting one. Yep, the shooting. Where Magdalena, like, like, surprisingly showed up shooting, like, a motherfucking sniper. So he tells her that she looked more beautiful than she's ever looked, and he felt closer today than he's ever felt, but reiterates what he said before, that it was just too little too late. She is, for some reason, crying in the exit interview. She's like, I'm so sad because Lacey's one of the most downright malicious people I've ever met in my life, and have those girls stay if you think that's what you want, but, but like, bring them home to your family. See what they think. Lacey or Mia? Heather or Mia? Go ahead. Like, if that's what you want, then go. And they kiss on the mouth. And as they hug, like, her eyes are open real wide. It was like like, like the spell had been broken. Brett says in a talking head that Mia just didn't bring it and didn't bring it soon enough. And then follows it up by saying, everyone tells me Lacey is, might be crazy, but I know one thing. I dig her and she fights for her man. <sighs> I will never understand men that, like... <laughs> Like, like, are super attracted to crazy. Like, see all the red flags and just perp and like and, and acknowledge that they're red flags and choose to ignore them anyway. So Lacey says in a talking head that she's feeling victorious because the ladies keep trying to take her out, but it's not working. And Brett's Brett is seeing her for who she truly is. And the other girls just need to watch out. They do a cheers to their to as Brett calls them the dearly departed. 
<laughs> and the new Fab Five. Oh, I forgot to watch the bonus episode. Mike, what's the bonus? Uh, the bonus scene. The credits are just during Heather and Brandy taking their pictures, but it's like it's not funny. It's not like oh well, ha ha, let's joke or whatever. It's just kind of like hey, maybe do this, and it's like pose. Hey, turn your head towards me. It's not funny. It's just an extension. They really, you know what it is? It's like with I Love New York, they set the bar too high by having Chance, including Chance, trying to discuss Yetis one time. Yeah, that Yeti thing is still the greatest fucking credit scene ever. And I think they have another one with uh, Mr. Like, y'all ever see, wait, really what funny. you call Yeti? The Yeti? You see the Yeti? Yeah, man. Like 12 packs. Speaking yeah. of a dude that could party till four in the morning and wake up at six. I mean, that's why he ends up I wanted to mention that earlier, with, too. I think he hooks up with at least Heather. He was just on Lacey's show, too. Oh, what? On I Love Money, he hooks up with Heather? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. That's, yes. like, the source of their beef. It's, like, a whole thing. It's really childish. I didn't know they had but... beef. Yeah, I, I was a little bit surprised because I've heard him in other interviews, too, where he kind of seems like he's a little bit, like, he's a little bit over it and, like, trying to be, like, a family man. But also, he's, like, a little still excited about all the mess. Hmm. And five bajillion hours later, <laughs> we have reached the conclusion of I Love... Wait, what the fuck what is the show called? Know. Rock of Love? I don't even know. <laughs> All right. So do y'all agree with who went home? There we go. The real yeah. question. Really? You think Mia I mean, should no, go? No, obviously Lacey needed to go home. Thank you. I mean, that's Thank true. You. Oh, Thank you. Thank well, you, Jess. I mean, Mia wasn't going to get much further. I was okay. I'm a producer. I have a producer brain. I was like, let Mia go. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I like I say every week, I the fact that Mia made it this long is very confusing to me. I mean, yeah. really, I'm just really shocked. I'm still not over the fact that they let Brandy C go as early as he they flew did. under because, the radar for a while. I feel yeah. Like, like I that just is, think that if, if the goal was to, like, include people that create drama, like, why wouldn't you have that? Because I'm sure you could have this exact same plot line with Mia not really making an effort to step up in literally any other episode because she never made the effort to step up. So yeah. every week it was just confusing to me that mia was still there mm. you know she's got an hgtv show now really she like went on to be like an actual person yeah really? it's Good like selling s- selling san diego or something but house of oh. love yeah oh. no not quite yeah i'm trying to think yeah no i guess i mean either one of them either way it would have been understandable but i guess it makes more sense for mia to go out of all of them and i think that's it right any closing thoughts <sighs> It was fun to revisit the show. We loved the show. I forgot oh how much god. I loved the show. Oh my god! And I forgot you were the one just too, by the way, who had the car that you called the that you named Sister Patterson, right? Was that you? Yes. Mm-hmm. It was a Volkswagen Beetle. I love it. Exactly. Just, just like Sister Patterson. Exactly. Mm-hmm. All right. So tell everybody about I totally paused yeah. and where to find you and. Hopefully they check out our Mean Girls episode if they liked all of this banter. <laughs> it's fabulous. I'm going to be reposting it probably tomorrow. So by the time you hear this, it'll be oh, nice. back up. It was a two-parter, but when I reshare it, I'm going to do it all like at once. So you'll oh, be able nice. to hear the whole thing and all of it. Um, so it's I totally pause. We go through the most iconic moments in teen pop culture. We like to stick to the 90s and the early 2000s. So the first season, quote unquote season, um, that Sonia was on, we did a lot of our favorite movies. And now we decided to do a little something different. And we started diving into like heartthrobs and it girls from that era. You did all my guys, though. So I'm like running out of people now. Oh, no. (laughs) 
<laughs> no, it's all right. I feel like I, sure. would be I would be telling on myself and my like really terrible taste in men as a child because like I would think. Do you want to main... talk to us about the Academy Awards? Um, always. Well, We're I gonna do a couple know. of episodes about. Oh, just the Oscars in general? Oh yeah, I... fuck yeah. Talk about the history of racism in the Academy for a few oh. episodes. Oh fuck yeah, yeah yeah. Let's fuck yeah yeah yeah. We want to like kind of yeah. do something a little okay. bit different. Oh no, I, I'm absolutely here for this. Whatever, honestly, whatever you guys ask me to do, we'll find a way to yeah. turn it into like and a six-hour conversation. Do, we have we've had a few ideas for where we want to go after that. Uh, do you want to do your social <laughs> media cool. plugs or? So you can find us. We're on Instagram and Twitter. Um, we are totally pause pod on twitter and totally paused pod on instagram <laughs> and we're pretty much on all streaming platforms so you should be able to find us anywhere that you listen to podcasts Woo. and i love but I thank do you love for having podcast. us on this is a lifelong podcasting dream <laughs> i know and i and i loved this and especially like i'm telling you once we after that whole i'm telling like i know i keep bringing it up but after that mean girls conversation and how we went on <laughs> like i just it, it seriously was like some of the most fun I've had podcasting, and oh, it's just you were one of our no, this was a lot of fun. And this, yeah, and this lived up to it too. It really, like, this was a lot of fun. I enjoyed. I mean, I know I, I wasn't there for the that. Mean Girls conversation, <laughs> but like this was a lot. We'll of have fun. to have both of you. We'll have to have you guys on together on Totally Pause. We'll oh, yeah, oh, I'm excited. I don't even know what we would both talk about. To he's like, if anything, he's more of a teen movie rom com person than I am. I am. So oh. You may just want Mike Ooh. to yourself and take him. <laughs> Depends Take my husband, please. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. So you can find us on Facebook, even though I don't really post there anymore. Rewind the Love Podcast. You can find the show on Twitter and Instagram at Rewind Love Pod. You can find me on Twitter at Sonia Marie Says. I'm on Twitter at Mr. Feeney519. Instagram, switch to 519 for a 78. We want to thank you all for joining us again. What? What do you mean that face, it Sonia? Was, it just was confusing the way you explained it, but I got My it. My numbers switch sometimes. What can I say? I, I got it. I got no. it. Don't worry. We got that. Thank you, everyone, for the support. <laughs> we appreciate it so much. You could also check us out. We have uh, Patreon. Sonia, where is that again? Patreon.com slash rewind the love pod. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you all once again for joining us so much. Uh, Shabani, just thank you so much for joining us again. Yes, Had a great you. time. That was, this has been so much fun. Besides that, though, yeah, give us five-star rating if y'all can. And then I guess we'll catch you next time here on Rewind the Love. Bye. 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 Good night. <laughs>